0: it's thursday night it's the night of the week when everybody's talking about a movie and they go hey did you see this one Hello and welcome. It's us again. It's Thursday night. We're talking movies. Uh,
1: what? It's... You didn't start by saying how'd you do? I <laughs> see you've met my.
0: Me. Well, on. sorry. That I you you're the you're the person that does the voices. So that's true. I should have done it. You're the you're the you're the, you're the I'm the voice, and you're the talent. And speaking of talent, this week uh, uh, we're doing. Rocky Horror Picture Show for Madness... uh, Musical Mania Madness uh, Mayhem is in there I
1: don't know, you change it every week
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the thing I do It's kind of the fun thing I do on this show
1: I've stopped even trying to remember what it's called, (laughs) because I I know next week it'll be something even crazier. We I,
0: we like to do alliteration on the show, but I can never remember the order. Um, if you've no, if you notice here, uh, the man next to me is a friend of the show, uh, Brian Highgate. Welcome to the show. You are our guest this week.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: Um, Brian, he's a
1: long time listener, first time caller.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian's been here since the beginning. Brian has been active in the chat he's he he this is a the movie he wanted to talk about but also i think right this is a movie you you know lots about uh
2: let's we'll find out okay um but also
0: (laughs) but also he's like the first like actual fan i would say that we we've had on i guess tim as well tim's a fan tim's a fan tim tim goes out for us for the show as well but um brian thank you for being on the show, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us here on this lovely Thursday. Wait, it is Thursday, right? It is, yeah. Well, See, that's my Thursday night alarm. It's Thursday night. You know what time it is? The time to watch the fucking movie with the friends and the boys. Sometimes girlos. At any rate, like I said, it is uh, musical mayhem. No, musical madness mayhem. what (laughs) i'm trying to uh, steve's overtired i'm trying to appeal to his overtiredness so he's trying to match my low energy (laughs) yeah usually usually if i say some ridiculous shit like if you're wide awake you're like you gotta stop but i feel like while you're overtired you're gonna actually we're gonna gel um it is of course that time of the show where we go around and we sort of talk about our history with... with, with Have we said what movie we're the, doing yet? Yeah, the Rocky Horror Picture Lips. Show.
1: The Rocky Horror Picture Show. One of the best movies ever made. Period. Nobody can beat it.
0: That's... I can't believe that you loved this that much. Not that I didn't think you were i've seen it before this is
1: the first time i've seen
0: it i know but i didn't think you were gonna i thought you were gonna be like this movie blows chunks or something like i thought you were gonna this movie
1: rules
0: this movie this movie
1: is very special to me and very special to a lot of people in the queer community i'll tell you that
0: much. yeah uh susan sarandon's boobs okay here we go a brief history I
1: thought you had a new sound that was perv corner, and you're gonna be like, "Welcome to Jason's perv corner." Welcome
0: to Jason's pervert corner. Did you notice how Susan Sarandon had no top on for the whole movie? No,
1: but I do. I do want to talk about Brad's bulge. Come Brad's on, Brad's bulge people. is
0: massive. Also, <laughs> asshole. I think we have to say asshole for Brad. And uh, I was talking to uh, Cass earlier, friend of the show, was on the show last week. In fact and she she let me in on some of the little nuances and if you say janet you have to say slut i don't know if i like that that much but if you say brad you have to say asshole so anyway try to try to keep that up throughout the show um this is of course our history with the show movie uh and what we do is we talk about uh, our history with the movie it's pretty straightforward Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um this week i'm gonna make it a habit to start with the guest i think I think that's a tradition. I start right now. So yeah,
1: Brian's seen the show before. He he understands the format. I think.
0: Yeah, Brian, why don't you give us a little bit of your history? I hadn't assumed that you know everything about this.
2: Uh, I, I don't think that's a fair <laughs> assumption. So I my my first viewing of this movie was probably four or five years ago. Um, a friend of mine was in like a one of their cult cults meeting things. Uh, I think she might have dressed as magenta. I don't know. Um, but um, she kind of was talking about it. And so I went home and watched it. And I watched it on, on my own. So it wasn't the, the full experience that you get when you go to one of these. Cult
1: you didn't parks. get hit with a piece of
2: toast. Uh, but I did really enjoy it. And um, yeah, I, I'm happy to revisit it and talk about, to talk about it with you guys.
0: That's great. Um, So you saw it about five years ago for the first time in, is that the first, you said you saw the live production or you, or you went to a, a... no,
2: I saw it at home. home.
0: Okay. Have you seen it? Have you seen it live with the audience participation?
2: No, but I definitely want to. I think you should have
0: to I think that if it's it com- fun, I think that if it comes up, we should do that. I think this squad get cast basically our, our Wednesday movie crew should start doing stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I would definitely love to go see the room with all the gimmicks with you guys. Yeah. I think that would, or any Neil Breen, any Neil yes. Breen movie. There's a new one this year. I'm excited. We're going to probably cover it. So we'll take a break during a month. Part, part two of the, the kale saga or whatever his name okay. was,
1: <laughs> the twisted pair. They're There's back. Old twisted pair.
0: Um, yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> <laughs> fucking makes me laugh. Um, also, I just learned that if you actually called Janet a slut before she comes becomes a slut, uh, you have to say, she's not a slut yet. Give her a chance to be answered yes. by. We gave her a chance last week and she blew it. <laughs> so that's fun. I, I pulled up all the little things. So I'm going to try to pepper those throughout. Um
1: yeah, some so. of the things that, that are shouted are a little bit outdated, but it's all in jest. It's all in good fun.
0: Right. I think this is the only appropriate time in the history of cinema where transvestite is used, and it's kind of okay. Anyway, we'll get yeah, to it's, that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's questionable nowadays, but it's. Uh, I think the status of this movie is that it's ridiculous.
2: If Brad and Pitt...
1: Anything to be taken seriously in this movie should not be If taken Brad Pitt
0: had <laughs> called somebody that word in, like, California... You'd be like, no. But if Frank N. Furter says that word in that context, then it makes sense. Um, And also the nomenclature has changed drastically. But that is not the point of the show we're at. Steve, why don't you give us our history since you, uh, you are the buff. You a brief the...
1: history. A brief history. A brief
0: history. Wait a second. You sound awful. An awful lot like the the person in that. I'm the just really looked... good at impressions. Oh, that's, true.
1: that's um, true. you should hear my Christopher Walken. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that's
0: like, really bad. The only one you can do. <laughs> it's
1: The only one I can't do. Yeah. Um, so this movie was floated around TV a lot when we were kids. Um, all of us. You know, we're all sort of similar ages. Um, and I was told that I'm not allowed to watch it. So obviously it made me want to watch it. But my mom, when we would be driving around and any song from this movie would come on the radio, which was usually around Halloween that, you know, the stuff would, would be playing nonstop, she would turn it up and she knew every word and she would sing it. And I was like, well, why are you allowed to watch this movie? And I'm not allowed to watch this movie. And why you clearly love it, it's like, what the hell? um so i avoided it for a while because i was told it was a scary movie um which is not at all i mean i guess if you're homophobic it's scary it's terrifying there's
0: a jump scare technically and the effect is so bad it's like an actual state it's play.
1: like goofy jump scare <laughs> yeah. yeah um but i saw this movie when i was probably about 14 for the first time it was playing I think on showcase our our lovely showcase in, in canada is is sort of like the uh what's the equivalent in the united states like cinemax or something i
0: think literally cinemax because i think i think that showcase would play those movies that were like diary of a call girl and all those those shit. yeah
1: it was like all the verhoeven movies would be on there it was the channel that played the movies that would be like you know the bad kids watch these things so you're, you shouldn't watch them yeah I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to be your friend as a kid, Jason. Or I wouldn't. Don't have worry. I'd only make it friend. about
0: two minutes into the movie.
1: Yeah, um, and then you know, it's it had this <laughs> drastic sort of shift in my mind as to like what sexuality is and what it means to be okay with it, and like how different people can like different things or different people can like the same things, and people who don't like each other can like similar things but not each other, or they love each other. It's. It was just like like a a stew of, of madness to me but I was like but I love this stew it tastes so good give me more stew um so I saw it at a pretty young age and it was sort of when I was like you know figuring out my own self so it was pretty impactful and uh it lives in the sort of uh, the library of, of of special movies in my mind. You know, I don't watch it very often. I, I maybe once a year, maybe once every two years. But when I do watch it, I always enjoy it and I smile the whole time. And there are things. It's weird because watching it, I watched it again today, and my opinion of certain things has changed drastically from when I was a teenager. And you know, the actions of certain characters in this movie may not have had an impact on me when I was. Younger, but it does have an act- a, a different impact on me now. So it's interesting to watch it again through a different age lens. Uh, but yeah, that's my my first brief history with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Did your, time is fleeting.
0: <laughs> did you? <laughs> let's do the time up again. Did you? Um. Did your parents or your mom end up letting you watch it, or did you said you had to? Do a little sneaky, um, sneaky.
1: I don't think that it was a permission thing. I think I just it was on TV, and I was like, "Oh, this is that movie that you know the Simpsons references all the time, and my mom sings the songs from." But I'm not allowed to watch, so I'm going to watch it.
0: Nice. It wasn't
1: a really rebellious thing. It was just kind of like, "Why? Let's see what this is about." And I, I again, I thought it was going to be scary because it plays at Halloween, and it's got a castle in it—a haunted castle <laughs> that isn't haunted at all just haunted by perverts. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's uh, really... I've already said it. It's special. It's special to me.
0: Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as it goes for me, um, I've obviously been... I'm 38 years old. I've been aware of this movie my whole life. Um, As far as seeing it, I... Don't know why I've never seen it. I've seen parts of it. I've seen bits and pieces. It's one of those movies that if it's on at like a party or in the background, like I'm aware of what it was on the screen, but I didn't watch it all the way through until last night. And there's a bit more to that, as you know, uh, people who watch. So you
1: it were like, wait a minute, there are aliens? Yeah, what the <laughs> I <fuck? laughs> was.
0: I was literally like, oh, what? Uh, from the <laughs> from the galaxy of transvestite, what? Um, no, transsexual. Transsexual,
2: sorry. They're um, from
1: the planet Transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania.
2: <laughs> right,
0: but she is
2: with the reverse. I can't remember.
1: I think the planet is transsexual yeah, and the, the galaxy, galaxy Transylvania. is Transylvania.
0: Yeah, which blew my mind was kind of an M Night Shyamalan twisted little bit at the end there. Um, they, they kind they, of infer throughout they the, infer the movie. Like uh, Riff
1: Raff is like, you know, this Earthling. <laughs> And he's so weird, like he is an alien.
0: And Frankenfurter has all this weird technology. Yes. Um, but I did watch, like I said, I watched it all the way through last night. And as people who watch this show know, typically I'll watch part of a movie on my lunch break. Um, I'm I'm glad that I put it on last night to just start it. And I'm glad that I watched it all the way through and one sitting. But I'm also glad that I didn't try to watch it at work yesterday like i was out of town blah blah blah, whatever if i would have put this on at work i would have immediately turned it off because this is not a lunch break movie i believe as you said in our chat steve you're like that's this isn't a lunch break movie This is yeah a-
1: it's a you gotta watch it through because it just goes man some songs lead right into other songs and you know it's it's just a trick it's like a train you can't stop it and also- got, you gotta have a a cool-off period afterwards.
0: The overt sexuality. There isn't yes. a lot of, like, straight-up nudity. There's a little bit. Um, there's yeah, like scantily, a tiny bit. Scantily clad men, some nipples, and some bulges. And and Susan Sarandon is basically in her bra for 75% of the movie. But it's, uh, it's a situation where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to finish this tonight. And also, it wasn't a slog. I, like, had a good time watching it. So it wasn't a wasn't it wasn't a heavy lift to watch the well, rock sound Porter surprised show.
1: you know this movie is, is celebrated globally right I
0: do <laughs> I expected a little bit of what I expected with Tommy and, and was pleasantly surprised where even mm-hmm. it, you see 1975 in the title and you go oh
1: <laughs> I mean you do I do I, mean, I never do you
0: know what else came out in 1975 jaws true the best movie ever made jaws is a pretty good movie um <laughs> So that with that we'll move on to the body of the of the show. Um dealer's choice Brian, do you want the body short or the body long? Uh
2: short I guess. I don't know. The body of the episode. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't know if we've actually used that one yet
1: no we usually use the the sexy stripper music or whatever yeah <laughs> the bloody
3: of the apple
0: <laughs> that was fantastic i actually am going to play uh, yeah. another song right after this just to get it out of the way but um they we actually do get the mpaa everyone
1: the mpaa
3: wow
0: um, and this week, it was 24-181. I'm only keeping this tradition alive because I like the sound that you made for it. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I uh, i made a, I made a, I, I, I watched the credits. The credits for this movie, both at the beginning and at the end, are both worth watching. Um, yeah, it's
1: cool. It feels almost like a sitcom, sort of, you know, like or the, like the a, character like turns and like has their name on screen
0: Or the the opening ones feel like a 1950s like old school hollywood horror movie also yeah which i really enjoy
1: i Um, also appreciate when movies i I know it's not appropriate for all movies to do this but when a movie puts the character name and the actor on screen so that you know what character they're playing and you already have the name of the character in your mind going in and you're not really confused as to who anyone is and a movie like this where they're not constantly saying everyone's name over and over again right
0: it's like you get to read the um, it's helpful it's like you get to read my the, dumb brain. Uh, program
1: yeah it's like having a playbill yeah yeah
0: <laughs> um, right down to like this the, the whole movie is like in character you know like they play the 20th century fox sound in like kind of a rock and roll kind of a way it's
1: like a piano yeah like a, like a plucky uh ragtime piano
0: (laughs) (laughs) i didn't um so i was actually listening out for the a name drop but what i what i didn't know about this is that rocky Horror is a character in the movie Mm -hmm. and i didn't know about frankenfurter being like he's sort of dr frankenstein and all of his creations are sort of parodies or like vaguely similar to hollywood monsters like Rocky Horror is his like weird sex slave buff buff boy who I looked up and is in like four movies total. Was he just like a bodybuilder or something? Um I don't
1: know. Let's check. Uh yeah, he's only been in a, a couple movies and he he just I guess either just didn't like it, maybe, because it's this is a pretty big credit, and he's in the almost the entirety of the movie is one of the main characters, right? I guess he doesn't do a lot of acting though in the movie. He doesn't really talk. He just sings sometimes and he, grunts. Maybe he's a terrible actor. Who knows?
0: That's what I thought because he had some lines at the, at the beginning when he comes out of. So he's he's a mummy essentially. He comes out of his mummy costume. He was just a model. He was a model. Okay. That's what he was. Yeah. Um, what was shocking? What was striking about him is like. In the 1970s, people didn't really use steroids yet. And when he took his fucking, his arms come out first. And I was like, people, the amount of work he had to put into like getting that physique would have at that time would have been insane. To be like big, but also like sinewy, like big, but also like, like ripped.
1: Zero fat.
0: Yeah, like it's people don't, people couldn't achieve that unless you were like a strong man in a circus back then. Um, so that was striking to me. And then when Meatloaf shows up on the scene, he's sort of like Frankenstein's monster, sort of the vibe I got from him. Yeah, he
1: he literally even has like a, you know, a cut on his forehead, the same as uh, the classic monster. Um, which, it, it, yeah, it's everything in this is, is an, an homage to like classic Hollywood uh, or universal monsters, right?
0: Yeah, which Um, which, it's almost the perfect Halloween movie because all the songs are synonymous with Halloween, mm -hmm. and all of like it's in a you know like it's in like a Transylvanian style castle. Doctor Frankenfurter, his wardrobe changes, their wardrobe changes. Um, You see a lot of different things. You see like French prostitute right up to Dracul, Dracula, Um, and then his you know his ghouls are ghouls but they're just like party animals and then um uh riffraff is like igor also and magenta is sort of like a put like a zombie possessed maid but then at the end she has like bride of frankenstein hair mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> columbia is the only one that i was like trying to connect that did you got do you have any theories about who she would be in the in the pantheon, no.
2: I uh, I don't know, Brian. You have any?
0: any no, thoughts? like
2: she she seemed like just like a musical person, like just the, the musical aspect. But I don't know if she's like has a horror like a V type analogy. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's referred to as a groupie, right in the uh, in the world of of Rocky Horror. So she's, I guess, just supposed to be somebody who follows the band around, right? Like she isn't one of the. the <laughs> don't believe i think she's just like showed up and and fell in love with everybody right
0: so that of course was the sound for jason's the short version of jason's theory corner just a quick theory i she might be a Lacanthrop. she's wolfman she's a wolfman she's the wolfman, wolf, she's the wolfman. Right. Okay. <laughs> just because nobody else was clearly wolfman
1: <laughs> yeah you're like by default you are the wolfman
2: she did have those ears like mickey mouse ears those could have been wolf ears right <laughs> You see, it's,
1: wow! It's, it's all falling into place.
0: It's like in the Marvel like television shows where they do a classic villain, but they can't get the rights, so they do like a good enough version of it and don't call them that by name. That's the wolf. Yeah. They couldn't get the rights for Wolfman, so Columbia's representative. That's probably the wor- the wor- wrongest theory I've ever had. The most, yeah. Wrong- but
1: you know what? <laughs> most of your theories are wrong, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> You're right. Um, I, I was curious. I did make a note of this because I watched it on Disney Plus. How did you guys watch it? Same. Same.
1: Yes, I also watched it on Disney Plus. I do have it on Blu-ray, though. Um, I just didn't feel like hooking up my Blu-ray player.
0: Your Xbox doesn't play Blu-rays?
1: For some reason, the disk drive isn't working on my Xbox. I'm not sure why. I haven't tried anything other than Blu-rays, though. But it keeps oh, okay. being like, is this a disk? And I'm like, yeah, you know it's a disk. And I'm yelling at my Xbox. And it's like, <laughs> I don't think this is a disk. Are you sure it's a disk? <laughs> yes. I
0: put it into I... you dis- in the disk slot. It this just Xbox like a thinks I
1: I slid in a, a slice of baloney or something. Yeah. I'm trying to trick it.
0: So you'll all agree with me when I say that this movie looks crazy good in mm-hmm. 4K on um disney plus i said to my wife watched it with me and i said to madison at one point i was like this looks like like especially the opening shot at the church this looks like we're watching like when new movies try to make like old time like make it look old timey and i don't mean just like they're wearing old costumes i mean they also film it him to look old-timey like it yeah. the, the only difference is like people in the 70s faces were different if that makes sense <laughs> people had like people looked different back then um i thought that the the version they used on disney plus is incredibly well upscaled and i couldn't believe throughout um how vivid everything was like a lot. Of- yeah, well
1: I mean that's the beauty of film, right? I've talked about this on the show before briefly. It's just like when you film something on film, especially if it's a, a large celluloid, um you catch capture so much more detail than you do when you when you film something digitally, right? So if you like look back to television shows from the early two- 2000s when they started filming digitally, it never looks good unless they go in and digitally enhance things and you can always tell uh it's because it, it just doesn't have the same quality as something being filmed on film where they can go in and, and clean things up um if they need to but usually an original print is like perfect it's like it's like a camera right you zoom in onto an image that's not digital you can just zoom in forever <laughs> and the line will be clean and clear it doesn't get pixelated because there's no pix- pixels it's a, a literal chemical uh, burn so it's an actual line right um Anyway, that's why it looks so good, and that's why they can take certain things that were filmed in certain eras and make them look better than they looked back then. Um, if they have the original prints and they're able to, you know, transfer those things digitally,
0: computer enhance, enhance image. <laughs> I think that this movie would look cool in black and white, and I'm I'm wondering now if there is a black or black and white print of it somewhere.
1: That's interesting. I don't know if I've ever looked that up. I'll do that while we discuss. Well, um, we discuss at the w- the wedding at the beginning was the farm you know like the American Gothic painting of like the the guy with the pick pick fork and his wife um, was
2: that riffraff and so this I was wondering and Tim this Curry too. was the preacher as well was he I didn't yeah, notice this Tim yeah. Curry <laughs> is
0: definitely the preacher good good eye Brian I was
1: too distracted by riffraff <laughs> I'm like is that riffraff it was like I, first I'm like is that Dan Casley any from the Simpsons,
0: is that Homer? <laughs> he's somehow the same age that he was in the 90s, but in the 70s. Yeah, um, um
1: so I, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I didn't notice that when I was a kid at all, and now I'm watching it like for like, the billionth time, and
0: I'm like, hold on. And I still didn't even notice that Tim Curry was the preacher. Now I have to look this up. He's so tall, I couldn't help but I liked that they showed the, the two as the American Gothic, yes, and yeah. then later, like a few minutes later in the movie they're standing next to the american gothic painting in the in the castle i thought that was a good little nod i also really enjoy when uh brad asshole, and janet slot she's not a slot yet well blah blah blah. blah the things i said give her, a um, give her a chance uh the the way that the the they're, they're singing like very like musical like very mm-hmm. big, very campy, very like overacting, and the like priests and I guess their maids or like nuns are are singing this weird like, Mah! kind of voice like Janet.
1: Yeah, almost like they're bored or tired. Yeah. You know, they're just like, Ugh, <laughs> can we get to the good music? Like they're they're actually <laughs> upset that you know they're they're singing a boring musical.
0: This lame love song that's like overwrought and just overdone. Wow.
1: How have i never noticed this i'm the most unobservant person in the world
0: to be
2: to be fair, <laughs> it's clearly they... tim curry and then he turns around he turns around and faces the other way for the rest
1: so right so that's, that's another... weird though right they've been watching them all along
2: that's another yeah. thing i wanted to bring up that like
0: they did that which is a reference to how like multiple people play multiple people in plays but it's also an easter egg which we'll get to easter eggs in this where you have to you realize that when frankenfurter comes and sings their first song how they're like i'm like in the daytime i'm i'm a man but at night i'm more than that kind of thing yeah like we just saw i wonder i want to know if it's like that in the in the actual stage play but in the stage plays it's supposed to be him or is it the thing like i said the thing where actors play multiple roles even the main actors and plays will play multiple different roles or you know, like, I feel like it's just all very good. <laughs> That's
1: also like, you know, it's, it's a point of efficiency, right? But it also is interesting thematically and metaphorically right. um, to have somebody play two roles and they're not supposed to be, you know, the same person.
2: But I also think those two roles are very similar. He's the priest in both, in both cases, he's like the, the, the religious figure in both, in both settings. So yeah, absolutely. It, it both.
1: They definitely, yeah, they follow him as they would a preacher for sure they treat his his process and sexuality like it's like it's uh, the word of god
0: and also it's like a sort of a trope that preachers will lead a double life and the double life will be like cheater gambler nasty nasty boy yeah. and in this case he's a transsexual from the planet transylvania <laughs>
2: that's true the
1: galaxy I actually looked it up to, to see if they're, they have named a galaxy Transylvania because I thought it would be funny because you know like astrologists and astronomers they they're they get weirdos. kooky and crazy with stuff right <laughs> like then they're they're nerds so they like they will like weird stuff and you gotta think that somebody who's naming galaxies has seen and loved this movie <laughs> and would be like we're calling this one Transylvania <laughs> this is where frankenfurter's from I would do it I would do
0: it. I would definitely do it.
1: I would also name a galaxy like the Boba Fett galaxy or something. (laughs) You idiot.
0: (laughs) I'm sure the Star
1: Wars galaxy.
0: I'm sure that lots of astronomers have named things unofficially, but there's probably like a board (laughs) they have to get these by. And if you're like, I want to call it Transylvania, and they're like, why? It's like, I think that
1: if you discover something. Uh, astrological, you get to name it. I yeah. think that's how it works, right? Like if you if you discover a comet, you would get to name the comet.
0: If you're an as long, as, I think
1: as long as you're you're not naming it something horrifying, right? Like super uh, problematic.
0: Just a series of racial slurs. If you're <laughs> if you're an astronomer, let us know in the chat. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: how does this work? <laughs> if I name, if I start looking under the sky and I see stuff, do I get to name it?
0: But science fiction and the opening credits song is fucking great. It's a great. So, yeah, we kind of blew past the opening credits, but there wasn't much more to say. Just the mouth, the iconic mouth. Um, That's,
1: uh, what's his name's mouth? Um, Riff Raff. What's the actor's name. Um, oh, I know it. I know it. He's also the writer and director of the movie. Uh. I,
0: I thought it was um, Columbia's mouth, but not her voice. Jim Sharman. or something i had this really funny moment where the first time oh, did he co- not direct it
1: sorry I'm, I'm i thought that riffraff directed it, but i think he just wrote
0: it he did write it though right
1: yeah, yeah richard richard o'brien i believe is his name he wrote right. it with the director yeah yeah he's also in the dungeons and dragons movie the old one the old one, <laughs> the old one? <laughs> from 2001 yeah, yeah. With,
0: he plays uh, like a Williams weird brother
1: he, yeah he plays like a weird um like a the leader of like a thieves guild or something strange, and he like makes people go through death mazes and stuff. The first and he's basically just playing around. The first, but in medieval times.
0: The first time I heard Columbia sing, she sounds exactly like the opening credits of Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Playhouse, which is Cyndi Lauper. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I had an epiphany. I was like, Oh my god, is this Cyndi Lauper forgetting that Cyndi Lauper was like. 20 in the early 80s, mid, yeah, mid- it 80s, would have been, she would have been a a child baby. at the time, not a yeah. a 30 year old woman. Um, but her performance in this movie is incredible, and I just I love magenta. I love magenta's look. This the design for all the characters is really cool, and I really wanted to I really wanted to dial down into how the movie like Tommy last week felt like they turned a play into a major motion picture. Where this feels like they just did a play and filmed it on good cameras. Like it almost feels like when they put a, they do a live musical on like NBC, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's almost like you can feel where the audience would be sitting if if it was a play. You know, it is very much filmed like it's uh, a stage play. And I think that's by design because they wanted it to have that sort of vibe to it. But yeah, like almost every set piece you can you know where, where the cameras are because that's where the audience would be sitting, kind of thing, you know.
0: Did you notice that? <laughs> like Repo definitely jacked the setting for their ending from this. I know you hate it when, oh, we, yeah. when we say that, but that one was a little bit like, oh, they I, were they were writing I think Repo, and it's
1: Repo is one like clearly like inspired by yeah, I have a lead. Yeah, I mean to the point that uh, what's his name, the guy, head. Uh, the guy from Buffy, I can't remember his name. Uh, he, he literally has played Frankenfurter like multiple times okay. in his career on okay. Broadway, and I'm sure that they probably saw him performing that and was like, "Let's get him in this. <laughs> Let's make him the Repo Man."
0: Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's good. It, it was uh, it, and also the the Grave Robber reminded me of um, of Riff Raff a bit too.
1: Yeah. They have a sort of similar vibe, um, though he's not the narrator. The narrator is, I I think his title is The Criminologist. So he's (laughs) like, he's treating this like it's a crime. (laughs) The whole movie is a crime, Uh, which is quite funny to me. Um, But I do like that it, it just pops over to him every once in a while during songs. And, you know, it starts with him, but. Sometimes I he's just the like,
0: narrator, and sometimes he completely breaks the fourth wall. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, everybody breaks the fourth wall in this movie. Like, Frankenfur just looks directly in the camera multiple times, and is like, hmm, gross.
3: Um,
0: I've, got another, I've got another Rocky Horror uh, uh, audience participation for the narrator. Whenever the narrator Charles Gray appears, the following lines and variants are appropriate. He's got no fucking neck. A chicken stepped on this man's forehead. Your mother should have fucked a giraffe. Wipe that ass off your chin. Dr. Your mother
1: Sp- should have fucked your ass. It's very funny,
0: Doctor S- Doctor Scott. Maybe booed or yell, kiss ass.
1: Uh, I like to imagine him telling the entire story. Like imagine you're not watching the movie and you're just sitting in his office he's and he's explaining- acting out the entire movie. Yeah. He's singing all the songs and like jumping on his desk and stuff. It's
0: like that. It's like the narrator guy from uh, those um, dark pictures.
1: Games, yeah.
0: yeah. Is what it kind of reminded me of a little bit. Exactly. Exactly.
1: For sure. I, I like that he also has charts and stuff that he pulls down to like explain the dance moves. Like this is how you do the dance. You take <laughs> a step to the left and then a jump to the right. Um Yeah, so you know, I guess we can go through the plot a little bit more, but yeah, like they get they go to a wedding and then
0: Actually she... hold on, Steve. Oh Brian, why don't you explain the I wanna hear <laughs> Brian Why don't you explain the plot to the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Just just a short insummation.
2: A short insummation. So basically it's following um, a couple's journey um, through a night of horror where they um, have a car breakdown and um, have to experience the um, horror of a night at um, Dr. Frankenfurter's mansion that's basically the summary that's Mm -hmm. that's
0: pretty much a quick synopsis of the plot um (laughs) to go a little bit further i think steve you were you were about to i was just
1: going to start start us on the journey of talking about each scene as we go
0: we're up to technically we're up to um they make it there because they sing the song they go on a drive car breaks yes
1: they're not married but they're are they on their honeymoon
0: so this is something they're engaged engaged. 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 and i think specifically they did the thing you're supposed to not do this makes them shitty characters in my opinion also they watch their friends get married and leave and then he proposes to her like minutes later and you're not it's it's, like super uncouth to like propose at a wedding it's also bad the wedding was
2: over
1: they were gone that's
2: I I think it's because they are like epitomes of social pressure. Like they, like those two characters represent societal norms and expectations, and that's why.
1: I disagree with you, Jason. (laughs) I think it's fine if the wedding's over and everyone leaves, and then you go into a graveyard (laughs) and propose (laughs) amongst the dead. Uh, Which I also think it's so funny that there's a billboard in the graveyard. (laughs) Like it's just I don't know what's it. Visually, it's very comedic to think this is so funny. Just, like, no respect for the dead. Let's just shove a, a big advertisement on top of some decaying corpses. <laughs> Who cares? Um, I did also like the charm of how shitty the graveyard looked. Like, it almost looked like it was off of, like, an Ed Wood set or something. Yeah. You know, like, it, the the gravestones looked like they were made of styrofoam. They are visibly
0: made of styrofoam.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, they could be blown over very easily.
0: That's great. Yeah, I, I didn't pick up on the... Uh... On the billboard, that's that's a good catch. It's so
1: big that you didn't see it. That's that's how big it is. It, well, t- the, it takes up almost the entirety of the screen behind them.
0: The one that I was focusing on, the like out of place thing, was at the end when they're at the pool and there's that like Radio City mural behind them. I couldn't take my eyes off that, but I, I didn't notice the billboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, I think it's like it's almost like a township sign or something, but it, right. it looks like, like
2: a. Denton something and an arrow. The air home
1: water. of happiness, I think. Yeah, it's it's basically like an ad, like a you know welcome to the city of Toronto kind of sign, but it's just like like four feet away from a, a gravestone. Uh, uh, but also like I don't know the graves. Maybe they weren't that bad. I'm, I'm trying to remember it now. I'm like, were are they bad or was it just the advertisement in the background made them look fake <laughs> because because of how off putting it is to see a giant sign in the middle of a, a graveyard.
0: Was it a, uh, was it a physical sign or was it like a matte painting? I know we're kind of dwelling no. It's just on a, a
1: big old sign. I think it's real too. It doesn't okay. look like they like added it there. It's like you know who knows.
0: That's. Um, I want to go back and just like watch that part because I don't know how I missed a giant. I was just so focused on their. They're just over the top. Like, it, it's. I knew. I. I at least knew what was gonna sort of happen in the the castle. I didn't know that they did this number at the start that makes them like what Brian said, that they're the epitome of like societal norms. They're the most normal fucking people that are going to be corrupted infinitely
2: mm-hmm.
0: in this building. But really, it's I, I think it shouldn't be seen that they're corrupted. I think it's more so that they get to finally let loose and experience some joy because everybody yeah, becomes, think, everybody ends up bisexual in this movie. <laughs> I think it's important that they be
1: that, right? Like it, it's, it's very important that they be the, the type of people who are rigid and conform to society because to have somebody who is wild and crazy or, you know, off the beaten trail going to this horny castle, <laughs> Uh, it would not. It wouldn't be as impactful, right? It, it's it, it, the the point of impact is that they are squares, basically. You know, they're boring, yeah. boring yeah. people. That's and the, this wor- is the first time that anything interesting has ever happened
0: to them in their entire life. That's the word I was looking for: is square. Because in the seventies, like this movie is clearly written by hippies.
1: Oh yeah, Riffraff is a total hippie.
0: Yeah, but two squares <laughs> who get lost in the woods. They have a series of funny events in during that drive too, where like these people on motorcycles keep driving by and they're like well i wouldn't be caught out here on a motorcycle in this rainstorm what if they you know they're just asking them to die kind of thing very very yeah. look right at the camera and they keep driving by and it feels like if there's elements of this movie that feel very horror like even modern horror but oh, they yeah, just they... the payoff is always so goofy and campy and funny
1: exactly it's you know it's obviously by design right like they they're setting they're setting you up to for it to be the texas chainsaw massacre and it's like no it's you're not going to get massacred you're just going to get fisted maybe (laughs) it's somewhere
0: it's somewhere between rob zombies house of a thousand corpses and rob zombies monsters
1: <laughs> you love rob zombie so much it's so weird no make... i don't i i don't <laughs> you like you talk him about him every because episode because
0: it's not that i it's not that i like him it's because i hated house of a thousand corpses despite everybody loving that movie and i definitely hated the monsters i don't but think everybody
1: like, likes that movie
0: they're the same i sure don't they're the same movie in my opinion. <laughs> i've talked about it already
1: yes but this movie um...
0: fits somewhere in there <laughs>
1: I think fair comparison, though. It, it has the, 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 I haven't seen the monsters, but like from what I have seen of it, it, it looks very much like it's inspired by, you know, the Addams family and this kind of vibe. Colorful and weird, campy and strange angles, crazy makeup.
0: Lots the makeup of, of this movie is so good. And that makeup like, is fantastic. Yeah. Like, look
1: at Tim Curry's, you know, if you're listening to the audio of this, you can't see, but Brian has Tim Curry's face right behind him. Like, look at that makeup, man it's very drag queen very Ursula from the Little mermaid but it's so good like it, it makes his eyes look amazing like every time he does eye acting in this movie you're like hypnotized and you understand why both of them wanted to bone him <laughs> you're like yeah this guy has magic powers
0: he um his
1: alien sex magic
0: <laughs> his uh that's okay when we get to the part that is is unfortunate um that's sort of my debate for that but the uh which is makes it worse almost. I want to oh, say yeah. though it's not good it's not great it's very problematic his, his facial acting in this movie like he's so feminine and I don't he doesn't really ever do that again maybe penny pennywise a little bit has similar mannerisms cuz Yeah a, this is a very unique performance clown to him is a little bit more
1: if you look at his recording of the uh the music in fern gully he's do he's very frank and in the the recording booth but uh (laughs) i don't think he did any motion capture for the ooze man
0: there's actually in home alone too there's a little bit of him trying to be like straight and narrow but you see him there's cracks
2: that are frank and don't they put him into the Grinch in one
1: scene there yeah and you realize how much he looks like the Grinch you're like wait a minute he looks so much like the Grinch
0: if they made a live-action Grinch in the 90s it would have had to have been Tim Curry
1: they did make one and it's Jim Carrey
0: no and that was in the 2000s I mean like 1993
1: I'm gonna check when it came out
0: it was like 2002 or something right
1: uh let's find out 2002
0: 2003 that's my that's my guess
1: it came out in the year 2000.
0: Is it a 90s movie? Is it a I would consider it a 90s movie. movie. <laughs> it was probably mostly made in the 90s then, in that case.
1: Yes,
3: it that's, was filmed in the
0: 90s. That's why I consider the year 2000 to be like... the. It's like how 1990 and 1991 still had fucking neon everywhere and mm-hmm. great aesthetic. I mean, not unlike this aesthetic in my background right here.
1: I don't know if uh, if Tim Curry could pull off the same physical characterization of a cartoon character the way that Jim Carrey can but the face man they should have face swapped you know all the close ups are <laughs> Tim
0: Curry and all the body moving is uh Jim Carrey I'm I mostly meant if so you see those old uh fan castings of of like the Avengers you know like yeah Michael J Fox as like Spider-Man and stuff like th- that's what I'm sort of thinking of like in an alternate universe if they had made a Early yeah. 90s. No, I think he would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: those also infuriate me beyond belief. I don't know why. When I see like TikToks of people being like, my fan cast for this X Men or whatever, and it's just like the opinion of a person that I don't care about. And that's all
0: we use. had. When I was And you're kid.
1: like, Ugh, Who who let this guy on TikTok?
0: Fan <laughs> is account. When I when I was a kid, that's all we had. We had Wizard magazine, people fan casting Captain America, and it's just fucking yeah.
1: I remember doing it when I worked at EB because none of those movies had come out yet. I think it was like Iron Man was just about to to come out and all I had to do was all day long was talk to another nerd in a video game store. So it's like, can you imagine if like Will Smith played Neo in the Matrix? That would have been sick. And now I'm like, no, no. (laughs) Will Smith is terrible.
0: Those movies would have been completely different if that had happened.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think he would have been fine. But I think that Keanu Reeves rules and has proven to all of us that he's the most human being on planet Earth. I don't think there'd be John. He just Wick knows maybe, how to be a human being.
0: If Keanu Reeves uh, hadn't played, hadn't played Neo, I think John Wick never, would, never happens. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah. Also, this is the third episode in a row that we're having a thunderstorm. For a yeah, man,
1: we summon, we summon the thunder. <laughs> we're the thunder gods. It's so
0: weird. The simulation is fucked. <laughs> 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 Donald Trump is getting arrested for the fourth time like right now. Did you see Rudy Giuliani's headshot or yeah. his mugshot? Fuck man, oh, we don't like to bring politics into this show, but man things are going down. It's exciting. I'm so happy. And all those shit hit, all those shit heels from the last 6 years are going to fucking jail.
1: Yeah, I was playing video, I was playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night, the video game because I love killing um and this guy was talking to me he's from austin i believe or houston and for some reason he started talking shit to me about justin trudeau he's like yeah well how's justin trudeau treating you up there i'm like well i mean all politicians are have issues but you know at least justin trudeau didn't take a dump in his pants on live television yeah
0: <laughs> just because i don't have a helmet on i don't be, just because i don't have a sticker on my vehicle that says fuck trudeau doesn't mean i lo- want to suck his dick you know what i mean like, jesus because and back also to ironically the, they all the, wanna, yeah, speaking of actually, dick sucking it's a uh, horny movie but anyway I, I just Florida like definitely, I think definitely blows exciting. a guy on camera in this movie i don't what slurping sounds! Even I think
1: that is it, like as problematic as the scene is. I do like that he he tricks Bobby into thinking that so, they're the other person. It's it's funny that he goes in there dressed as Janet and he goes in there dressed as, as Brad. I
0: can kind of see it from both sides
1: and impersonates their voices perfectly. Perfectly, <laughs> I might add. Yeah. I can see um, how...
2: that was actually done by the like like Susan Sarandon. It wasn't Tim Curry actually impersonating the voice.
1: No, I know, but in the the context of yeah. the movie, he walks in and just has Susan Sarandon's voice. And you're like, oh my god, this guy is crazy good at impressions.
0: Yeah. I think the biggest problem is it's a little it's a little like the Revenge of the Nerds movie, you know, where he's like, go on in and pretend you're me or whatever. He goes in and pretends he's the football player he has yeah. sex with the girlfriend. It's 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 rape. Let's it's not as
1: problematic as that because right. he essentially gets consent, but he's real handsy about it, you know. It's it's feels like forced consent. It also seems like maybe he he does have some sort of like mind like control power. power. Which yeah.
0: which I was saying, like kinda makes it worse. I don't really want to dwell on this too much because it's 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 bad. It's it's bad. And I, I haven't done a lot of reading. I don't know what like the people feel uh, think about it but i feel like it's probably seen unanimously as bad right
2: yeah i don't think anybody's like that rules but i think he as a character is, is, a, is a bad character like he's killing people he's ser- serving meatloaf to people yeah he's the <laughs> villain for sure he's the first <laughs> villain
0: that scene is so funny where he's like who <laughs> wants some more meat and they all realize
1: <laughs> they're eating meatloaf they're eating meatloaf the man the man, man.
0: <clears throat> the myth the legend um also stay tuned for next week where we do us another we do like one of his first movies and one of his last movies
1: yeah there's something he's like, a, the king of cameos that man
0: there's something like it, between like one of his it, it might be between this and between and uh pick of destiny that there may there was a giant chunk where he never sang on screen these might be the two movies, but I feel like he did stuff after this in like in movies before he became just like a rock star.
2: <clears throat> but just going back to that point, I think that it's amazing the charisma that Tim Curry has, that he turns this horrible character into the most likable one in the film. Like, yes. it's kind of...
1: <laughs> to the point that you walk out and you forget about like the problematic nature of his actions. And you're just like, he's so good at doing everything he does. <laughs> like, I love him. Um, but it's also like, because of that charisma, you're also able to see why people would become infatuated with him and follow him like a cult leader. And when he sneaks into your room at night, rather than saying, get out of here. Well, I mean, they both say, get out of here. And then they both fall under his spell and are just like, yeah, okay. Just don't tell, just don't tell Brad, just don't tell Janet. And they both have sex with him within
2: like the course of an hour.
1: And they both have the exact
2: same set of lines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's like, "What have you done to Janet?" Nothing. Do you think I should? (laughs) And he says the same thing twice.
0: Do you think I should? She fights a little harder, but I think that's only because of the amount of time. Like her, that scene is a little bit longer, and then she just goes and he does the same thing with Brad. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely blows that man. Um, I had to look up if Susan Sarandon actually sang this, and not only did she sing it, but she had pneumonia while she was. Oh, I knew that actually. Yeah. She um, is a songbird. I didn't know that Susan Sarandon was a fantastic singer. Um also, what's the Barry Boswick? What's the guy's name?
1: The who plays Brad?
0: Who plays Brad, yeah. Yeah, Barry Boswick. Barry Boswick um is a prolific actor, very similar to like a Samuel L. Jackson, where he's been you know, not as big, but he's been in like a million things but if you yeah, don't know who is what we this... would call
1: a journeyman actor a journeyman actor, been around right? forever and it's his job and he does it every day
0: but he was most notably the mayor on um uh i always think it's just shoot me but it's the one with michael j fox and then charlie sheen where they're He's... Spin, city? spin city yes thank you um and i watched the shit out of that show when i was a kid uh when i was a teenager and he was extremely funny on that and and i didn't know he was brad in mm-hmm. this and I also didn't really, I didn't really know if Susan Sarandon was uh, Janet, and I, 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 when I saw them on screen, I remembered that I knew that about her, but I had forgot that Barry Bosworth was uh, Brad, and it was just delightful. It was delightful to see these two very recognizable actors, mm-hmm. and Tim Curry, and then the other people on this cast besides Meatloaf are kind of like, just also probably journeyman, journeyman. Actions, well, a lot yeah. of
1: them are, you know, they're stage actors, right? right. Like they, yeah. they sing in, on Broadway and things like that. Like it's not all actor actors and most of them doing plays and stuff. Um which is respectable in its own right, but it's not as uh re- they're not as recognizable because of that fact, right? Not not as many people go see plays as uh hop on the tube, the boob tube. The old boobs uh, <laughs> tube. Speaking of boobs tube. I, I have this Oh my God, the police are coming. They know we're talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's illegal to talk about this on the internet.
0: Because we live in Florida, apparently.
1: Yeah. I wonder Can if that movie probably be arrested for playing this in a theater in Florida. Yeah. Um, I had this weird... I don't know what it was, but when I was a kid... You know, I watched this movie a couple times, times, not as much as I have watched it in my adult life. But for some reason, there was this large gap of time where I didn't watch it. And I thought Christopher Reeves was Brad. And I don't know why. <laughs> and I don't know why. Did he play Brad on, in, at some point maybe, in some version?
0: Maybe on like, cause I like because I think they did this as like the, the thing that I was referencing earlier where they do just like a live version of it on TV, the ABC like yeah. Saturday night. Movie. They did one at Casa Loma, actually while well,
1: when when I was working there they were filming it. Um they did, I don't think it was live but it was uh, they just essentially made like a remake of the movie in Casa Loma. That's Never awesome. seen it but I would be interested to see it because I'm very yep. familiar with Casa Loma, and it would be fun to be like I've been to No stop
0: stop 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 stop, stop. <laughs> 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 We're going to get DCMA'd. Okay. <laughs> my bad.
1: Jeez. Jason really wants to do the time warp.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the I, time warp is one of those songs that I love, but I hate that like every like white person wedding you go to, they play it. It's always played at, at white weddings.
0: It's actually funny because I'm watching the new season of uh, of Only Murders in the Building, and it's very that it's they're making a musical in it. It's very musical centric, and they're like, you have to have the showstopper song. You have to have the showstopper, and time warp is like. And then tommy has you know a pinball wizard and and it's very
1: yeah i think that and sweet transvestite are the two songs that everybody knows the most um because they play them everywhere and not just you know in the movie that they'll be it'll be referenced they'll be played in other movies i think the time works more more so um but like most of the music in this movie is great but there are a couple of songs that I just absolutely love.
0: Well, what's what are your unconventional favorite songs? Because I, I really enjoyed science fiction, and I really enjoyed the part of uh, Six Days or whatever. It'll take six days. But that middle, Seven Days. Seven I days.
1: love In Seven Days I'll Make You a Man. It's my favorite song.
0: But the middle part where Meatloaf becomes unfrozen and fucking just starts reaping havoc. Yeah. So good. And, and Columbia is so in love with them. So good. How about you, Ben? Yeah. Do you
2: have a? I, I like them both, um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like the whole thing. I don't. I really have a favorite, really. Um, but I enjoyed it all. How diplomatic of you to say. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I, seen... I do enjoy Time Warp. Time Warp is probably my favorite.
0: Time Warp is everyone.
1: Yeah, it has such a good opening. It has like a really good sort of build to it. You know, it, it gets you excited before it even gets to like the the exciting part. You're like getting ramped up with that like guitar riff just well the narrator first
0: it, love it, love
2: it. Yeah, the, like... the narrator explaining the things is also fun yeah
0: <laughs> and they're like oh shit is that happening right now because i you would expect that to be like later in the movie but it's like the first big number
2: yep it's also the transition the transition from the societal norms to crazy world
1: yeah. Um, you know, we've got all the the motorcyclers. Uh, motorcyclers? Motorcyclists? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a motorcycler.
0: I'm a motorcycler. Uh, vroom, vroom, vroom! Vroom, vroom, buddy.
1: <laughs> and, you know, they're passing them, and, you know, you see them a, a bunch, and then when they break down and they're on their way to the castle, more motorcyclers are, are coming in and going to the castle, and you're like, oh, the Transylvanians are all they are all bikers. Sick. And then you see them in the house, and they're all, you know, it's like, the most sort of diverse group of people that you could pot- potentially like put together. They and look it's like, like
0: the extras from the love shack music video, the beef. They look like what, Love Shack lo- music when you video.
1: go into like the beaver, like a, right. a, a, bar, a, a queer safe bar that, that I v- used to visit before the pandemic. That's what like the patronage would, would look like, you know, it'd be different age rate ranges, different races, different sexes. And, uh, everybody was friends and it was nice it was beautiful you know you go to like a a club or whatever uh downtown toronto and everybody looks the fucking same they're all dressed the same they're all the same height they're all wearing the same dresses and shoes and colognes and suits and it's disgusting and then you go to a queer bar and you're like yes everyone's different everybody is doing their own thing and it's so much more nice the best
0: the best example of that even is like they they cut to the wide shot of the audience and it's there's like an old lady yeah there too you know like that's that's how diverse this crowd is
1: but it's also you know i think it's meant to evoke the feeling of like you know this community exists and you know in the context of the movie they're aliens but like that's what being queer is, you're alien to, to what is normal, you know, if, to most people. And uh, the fact that, you know, they exist everywhere, and they can look like anyone, and you you don't know, and like, that's what the Transylvanians are, I think, meant, meant to represent is like the queer community, right. And uh, it's nice, it's nice to see that even though it's, it's sort of, oh, you have to do a little bit of excavation to get to that point. And it's so heavily covered in the music and the makeup and, and the, the the exuberance of Frankenfurter you know, kind of steals all that away and you just kind of get the clips of them, but you're, you're still, you're seeing it and you can see yourself being in there. You know, you could see yourself being one of the Transylvanians wearing the the suit and the weird glasses and, and doing the time warp
2: and having fun and loving it. And I think the one sad part about this though is that at the end, like it kind of, that the world, it's saying, oh, we visited it for a temporary time, but then now we have to go back to the society that we're used to. So it's kind of like, yeah, like it, there is a
1: sadness to it for for certain. Um But that's kind of like what it feels like when you that's when you leave when the you beaver escape, at four right? o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Fucking when you, and it. then you have to go back to work on Monday and, and pretend like everything's normal. <laughs> like, and you know, also
0: during the sequence, like you, you start to see what's going to happen. They get a little bit of foreshadow with Brad, who's like, I kind of I kind of like what I'm seeing here. And I think it's Janet, the one that says, we got to leave. This is unhealthy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, they're both kind of like, Ugh. and then, <laughs> then you know, by the end, they're, they're completely immersed in are They're part of it, you know, and they, they realize again, it, it, like the problematicness of it all is like, is it of their own volition of their own decision or, or are they being, you know, Sex magic.
3: Sexy space
0: magic. Don't threaten me with a bisexual uh, pool orgy. (laughs) (laughs) Which was one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie where it's just there's nothing else to do with these characters but just make them fuck in a pool for everybody just start kissing in the pool, yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen, if you've never been to a a a kissing pool party, I recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you great. It's a great time. Especially if Tim Curry is there.
0: Kids out there. If you're ever invited to a, a pool,
1: but it's also yeah. like you know, both Susan Sarandon and Barry Boswick are like conventionally attractive people, right? Like yeah. they sort of embody what you think of when you think of handsome or beauty, or you know, like
0: Susan Sarandon looks the most normal, like normal attractive woman out of them. Like Columbia and Magenta, are obviously attractive women, but they have they sort of represent different looks and yeah, it's
1: almost like you know, in Batman forever like uh the drew barrymore and whoever the fuck was the other one <laughs> how they're like drastically different but they're essentially at their core they're the same mm-hmm.
0: um but uh, i didn't i didn't like when they take brad's glasses off he's fucking like not that he's, he's not a good looking man with the glasses on but i really got that like, you see his eyes pierce yeah he's, he's got really
1: blue eyes
0: very attractive uh young man
1: <clears throat> yes he's hot as heck
0: he's hot as heck uh, and he's got a giant <laughs> fake bulge
1: I mean, in my opinion, hotter than Rocky Horror, to be honest. But, uh, you know, Rocky Horror's got the he's got the muscles. He's got the <laughs> legs and the groin. And he eats raw eggs.
0: Look at his legs. <laughs> so, like, it's so definitely weird a he's leg running person. around.
1: I don't, if you watch Frankenfurter during that whole sequence where he's running around the room, is just chasing him and like kissing his, his calves and
0: stuff. Like, <laughs>
1: So creepy and weird, uh, but it's funny.
0: But it's objectively like it's funny. The movie I, I found myself thinking about how this movie was extremely ahead of its time most of the time. Th- there's just some yeah, I mean antiquated.
1: Um, Richard O'Brien, I, I believe, is he was like you know in the circles of like John Waters and stuff, right? Like they they kind of shared the the same spaces, and uh that's what they did. They would they would try and do things that were shocking to squares, the normies, um, but also exposing a world that most people wouldn't even know existed without stuff like this. Right. Like to look at this movie, you're like, wow, look how crazy all this stuff is. Imagine this happened in real life. And Richard O'Brien's like, it does happen in real life. You just don't know about
0: it. There was a, there was (laughs) another, uh, we talked about that famous interview from, uh, from divine and and, uh, John waters but there was one thing we didn't mention and there's the part where he they had scratch and sniff cards yep. that you got when you went to see playing pink flamingos and this this feels a lot like that sentiment of just like we want to gross out the squares and we want the people who are chill the hippies and the the peoples on the fringe of society f- to feel comfortable and have put something out for for them and i think musical theater in a lot of ways is that there's no like, there's no straight coded, fucking musicals. You know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> think of think of musical theater as a whole, and it's it's very much like, it's it's not meant for the regulars. But ironically, the regulars fucking eat it up. You know, yeah,
1: they love it. Uh, it yeah, it's the the whole world is is you know sort of put on display, and like you know the people who are part of these productions, they don't necessarily. <laughs> Dress like Doctor Frankenfurter on the weekends or after work, but you know they—they they don't live the same lives that you know regular people do. Um, in terms of like what they find entertaining, um, this is just speaking from my own experiences, I guess. Like,
0: hey, you can't see me from the waist down right now, okay? Yeah,
1: you're wearing the. I got the fishnets the... on. I got. <laughs> A, a
0: belt, <laughs> yeah. yeah like the like the, the dr everett at the end he's like oh no, <laughs> oh, no. he's, he's farming.
1: <laughs> he's the werewolf
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh if we want to talk about some of the great effects some of the great practical stuff they do in this movie like all of the laboratory set pieces are cool yeah it's um, interesting that whole set is like it has
1: that sort of back rooms feel to it i know that's kind of like on the on the out at this point, but for a while the like the, liminal the back, space. Yeah. the liminal space stuff was was very. It has that sort of dreamlike quality to it, but it also reminds you of you know when you watch old movies when they go into like an insane asylum or whatever, and there's like a, an operating theater. How it's got that sort of tiled feel, but it has a, like a pinkishness to it, mm-hmm. which I believe I've read somewhere that that shade of pink in particular makes people docile. Mm-hmm. So like they'll paint. Yeah mental institutions and prisons, this specific shade of pink that like essentially destroys your will to live. I think like, that might like, also yeah,
0: be yeah, in yeah. one floor of the cuckoo's nest. I think they talked about Yeah, it's about like a real that
1: thing. That's why they do it, right? And so like it exists in, in these movies because it's a, a thing that exists in real life. Um, I think in, not split, glass, I think we talked about it a little bit as well, how that the certain shades represent certain things within that movie, but they also exist in in the real life for specific reasons. Um, It's kind of interesting. I recommend people look into it because I don't know that much about it, but I know enough to know that it's interesting.
0: (laughs) So yeah, all the weird doodads in his in their lab. And then um, the main thing, here's something I had to look up. Did you notice that when they, Put all the stuff you looked
2: something up? You're not just gonna
0: give us a theory? No, I I because this is kind of this is more important than my dumb oh you know, this character's a lot like Cloud. I think that they ripped off Final Fantasies for oh, this. Oh god. No, when they um when he's making Rocky Horror, he dips all the color like he puts all the colors. I thought he was gonna electrocute the thing. He didn't. He didn't he subverted my expectations. Instead he put all the colors of the rainbow in, and then it created the tank becomes like a, a rainbow rainbow tank yeah like a rainbow flag almost but the rainbow flag didn't become synonymous with the lgbt community till 1978 and i'm wondering if it's because of this movie that just showing the the you know the colors that way in in the shape of a flag the creator of that sort of it's not really a movement. It's more of like a, like a person was like, it's kind of like how the upside down triangle is like, is like was a symbol for, for lesbian for a long time. I don't know if it's still seen that way. I did notice that Frankenfurter has a les- has led lesbian, has a, a triangle on their smock, which I thought might've been like a queer coded LGBT thing for that as well. Like there was a lot of symbolism that wasn't necessarily symbolism yet in this that I'm wondering if yeah
1: they... I mean it could be because I, I know that wasn't it like Harvey Milk or something like had the yeah. the flag commissioned and like uh this movie was big in the queer community and in just in general Um but it absolutely could be I don't know I would have to do a little bit more deep diving into the artist or whatever who designed it but it
0: could it could be man could be because like it's you... a good flag love I mean, that flag it's a great flag it represents a lot <laughs> it's on
1: my like sea of things. thieves ship
0: good so those 12 year olds can come and just yeah they, up the they come and they, <laughs> they call me horrible names and then i sink them and then you sink them <laughs> yeah. and then they sleep in david jones's locker and david jones is like i like butt stuff <laughs> <Yarr>. <laughs> um and then i just it's this movie like became important to me because like i am you know i'm straight or whatever but uh I, I consider myself to be sort of in that universe, like in that world. I mean,
1: you're really good friends with me, so you have to be.
0: No, I know, but I I don't want to be like, I'm an no, ally. I wouldn't like you. I'm an ally. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I just I just have a long history of like... Yeah,
1: I don't think like, that true yeah. allies call themselves allies. No, I have a, Nor lo- should a they long be history to. <laughs>
0: of spending time in those, those kinds of places, like uh, stra- yeah. uh, gay and LGBT...
1: Because they're Plus, more fun.
0: Uh, they're yeah, exactly, <laughs> but you get to know a lot of people and a lot of people's perspectives is is very rarely
1: great. will you go to a a a queer bar and or a queer space in general and and leave at the end of the night and see two people fist fighting.
0: Never. You would, will.
1: Yeah. You see that. Every, there's a, a bar across the street from my house that's like a I can't remember what it's called, but every Sunday and Saturday it's jam packed and it's clearly not a bar for. For me, um, and every single night that there's a party happening, there's one happening right now. I can hear you
0: it. Text me about these dipwads fist fighting each other. Fist constantly. fighting. I'll,
1: sometimes I'll send pictures. Be like, look, this guy just got his
0: teeth knocked out. Holy shit! Straight people are fucked. Straight people are fucked. And I—that's a world that I've spent a lot of time in as well, right? And I just—I—I'm a—you know—I've got a calm, sort of sensitive, sensitive demeanor, and the last thing I'm going to do is go to fucking clubs and. When I was when well, I, I was also, single, I didn't like go fight over women and stuff, you know. Like it's so icky. Who does that?
1: So nowadays, icky. you'll get yeah. If you fight over women, the women will be like, "Get the fuck, fuck out, off. Here, right? <laughs> both of you." Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I have lots of of theories and experiences as well, but I don't want to get too bogged down in like awkward, weird reality. so Let's just talk yeah. more about this. Let's talk about more this about alien politics. from the gayest universe galaxy. I wish we could all live there if that's what it's like. But I think even they, Riff Raff and uh, Columbia, are like, your lifestyles style's too extreme, Frank and Farta. <laughs> and can't they're keep kissing doing this. They're
0: they're incesties.
1: I mean it's it's implied, yeah, that they're They make
0: out at one point. Do they? Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Not Columbia, Magenta mm-hmm. and uh and uh Frank and uh Raff. Oh who are the aliens well, at the end. They have a scene where they like they're, yeah, like, yeah. kissing. We just think that they're being perverts because everybody's a pervert in this building. But then they, they come out and they're like, we are brother and sister. We have to go back yeah. to our planet.
1: Yeah. Well, they're, they're, it's revealed that they're brother and sister, like, pretty early. Not early, but, you know, before they have their sick costumes. Those costumes rule. I want to go as Halloween riffraff. <laughs> Let's do Let's it.
0: With the little fucking... The little yeah, the, the crazy hair
1: in the back. Yeah. He has the craziest hair. In this movie, it's just like, but it's like so good. Like I don't know, there's just something about it that adds so much to his character. You know that he has isn't
0: there. Isn't no there, hair
1: on top, and then just like such greasy long blonde hair on the sides and back.
0: Isn't there a freak in one of the later Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? In like Texas Chainsaw, there's Massacre, a freak in all of them like four that looks exactly like Ref Raff? Uh, I don't I know. Poster, you know, like I'm, I'm,
1: I'm very uh, familiar with most horror franchises, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one that I am not really well versed on, and it's, it's because it frightens me. It might be too, might be too fucked
0: for me, freaks now, me out even with my desensitized. Brian, you've probably heard of me, me and Steve both talk about how we've become desensitized over the years, but there's some things that still. I don't know if I can watch that new uh, Hellraiser movie, honestly. Oh, that movie rules! I recommend. Okay. So good.
1: I might have to put it on the pod just to make you watch it okay
0: <laughs> what, what about it are you averse to just too creepy like hills have eyes give me the same ick yeah, hellraiser torture and, torture and incest and chainsaws just yeah. cutting skin could fucking just right put me back in that mind prison that wouldn't allow me to watch a cheese ass movie like <laughs> freddy krueger <laughs> You're like too scary. Too scary. And then you watch it like it's like,
3: like, ah, <laughs> yeah, he's,
0: he's just <laughs> Bugs Bunny. He, actually, no, he's, he's not good. even Bugs Bunny. He's the fucking, the fucking frog <laughs> yeah. from Warner Brothers.
1: He even has the hat. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah, I, I might watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies just because I've started playing the video game and I want to know a little bit more about these characters that I'm playing as. Um, but even the game is like, Ugh, this is yeah. gross. This yeah. is way grosser yeah. than Jason. And Jason, like, folds people in half and punches their heads off, but <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre people just stab you
0: and just stab violently
1: you. stab you and love doing it.
0: Chainsaw your guts.
1: Yeah. And they eat... People, I think, is like the main thing about them. Uh, they're cannibals, and they... Well, I mean, in the game, they feed Grandpa blood, and I'm like, yeah. is this something that happens in the movie? The I mean, main, I don't remember the
0: Texas, the the titular Texas Chainsaw Man wears your like skin as a face, Leatherface, Leatherface, <laughs> right? Yeah, Dadoy, and then I think those two, <laughs> the the guy and the girl, are like his like kids who are either cannibalist cannibals, or they're like the uh, the the kids from rob zombie movies where they just torture everybody yeah i was playing with killer some killer.
1: people last night and apparently they're telling me that some of the characters in the game are just made up for the game and oh, okay movies. and i'm like <clears throat> why isn't there like a billion texas chainsaw massacre movies why don't they just Ugh. i don't know you anyway, i'm gonna
0: go get some water you guys keep talking i'll be right back so let's see um basically we've gotten to the point we've jumped all over the place um in my notes, I'm at the point where the uh, the question about the pride flag we got past that. So I guess storyline-wise, we're right around where Rocky Horror gets created. Um, he has he's you know he's lines at first, then he becomes a mute for the rest of the movie. He and becomes more animalistic as the movie goes on.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. He's he's like sexualized within seven hours of his birth. It's kind of a weird, which is weird as fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he's you know it's he has a brain. I think it's he says. is <laughs> like, perhaps I shouldn't have uh, split the brain in half and put one between you and you. Like half of Eddie's brain is in uh, Rocky, right?
2: yeah right which is yeah. why
1: he's doing the same sort of shit that rocky does but yeah it, it is a new consciousness though which is it is disturbing I'm like ugh.
0: and meatloaf's character eddie is like I, so dr everett's looking for eddie but like he's also a creation of frankenfurters the implication
2: well he, I, I feel like he must have died and then Frankenfurter resurrected him. And that's
0: why he's sort of that's why he's like the Frankenstein character. That's and, my guess And you. he even says something along the lines of like he I he had to we had to kill him. He had a certain naivete. Like and that's that was Frankenstein. Frankenstein's fully innocent. He that's just right. liked to choke things when he got mad.
2: <laughs> Frankenstein?
0: Yeah. yeah. You like to pet things too hard. I know that. No, I,
2: you're, you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of. Hey, um, um, George. The, what's that? What's the book? The. The, the mock, how
1: to kill a mockingbird is that. No, it? the
0: one with Gary Sinise is, is the movie. Um, the fuck is that? Yeah, it's also a book.
1: Yeah, he he kills a dog because he pets it too hard or something, and then he, he kills a woman because he hugs her too hard or he something. Pets yeah, Frankenstein hard. doesn't accidentally kill anybody. He just he kills people on purpose. <laughs> But he does it because they're because evil, they're
0: trying to f- throw f- mice and men of mice and men. That's it, yeah.
2: I, yeah, um, but Frankenstein, Frankenstein's not the monster. Frankenstein's the doctor.
0: I, yeah, Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster. Sorry, monster. Yeah. sorry, Brian, Jeez. pedantic <laughs> fuck you. You, you come on you my show
2: and you. <laughs> I quit. I yeah, don't know, the, the, the audience might get confused. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same people. this fucking one hundred. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, that
1: Brian is a doctor of of, of literary writings.
0: <laughs> Which is a real title.
1: Literature. Oh. Um Yeah. Frankenstein. I mean, we don't have, need to talk about Frankenstein very much, but I've read Frankenstein. It's the most boring fucking book I've ever read, but I got through it. It took me I've read like a thousand page book, like it I have read in like two weeks. And then I tried to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's like less than 200 pages and I, it took me months to get through it because it was so boring. There's some really good stuff in it, but it's boring. I'm sorry if you love Mary Shelley Frankenstein. I'm sure it's very special to people just like Rocky Horror is to me.
0: Remember they made that it, movie in the 90s and Robert De Niro played Frankenstein and then they made a video game out of it for Super Nintendo somehow?
1: Yeah, and Frankenstein was like,
0: gonna meet me i'm a monster i'm a monster you're gonna meet me um right so i figured out that we're about we're about at the point where uh he gets created the titular rocky horror
1: right also really cool i was i wanted to talk about this a little bit like you talked about the the color and stuff which is a really nice effect but also just a cool way to bring a body to life you know you, you have all these sort of Familiar elements from, you know, Frankenstein and stuff like that like literally
0: but, riffraff goes to a thing on the wall and goes like like pulls a lever and you expect. Yeah. But it just this thing kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cool
1: that he's in a vat of water. I don't know what it is about it that it makes it more sexual somehow. And it's also reminiscent of like actual childbirth yeah, like a womb. like a coming yeah. out of the womb. Um, and it's just visually interesting. And different, you know, you're you're used to seeing electricity in a body, like man, like the thunderstorm. As cool as that imagery is, it was nice that they didn't just go go into uh, what things that you would expect to happen. They kind of subvert Mm. your expectations a a little bit, which I thought was cool. I don't know what do you guys think about that.
0: No, I absolutely agree. Um, Keeps it in the theme of like a good Halloween storytelling while also subverting our expectations. Sorry, Brian, if you were going to say something, I didn't mean to.
2: No, well, no, I agree, I
0: agree. Trample cool. you um,
1: <laughs> Also cool that they're combining Monsters because he's, he's wrapped up like a
0: mummy And
1: then he's technically A Frankenstein's monster uh, Homage but you know
0: There's gonna be some Dracula in there too you know Have The, the world's horniest I think uh, Frankenfurter dr- has like a, a, a outfit at one point That's reminiscent of Dracula I don't Dragula. know why I do that. Also, I've accidentally—I've just been calling him Dracul for like so long, and I don't even think that's really a thing. Just my brain started calling him Dracul. 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 Dracul.
2: I mean, in
1: the movie, the uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie, he's Dracula. Uh, he says it like Spurn through the
0: witches and slam. Maybe I do like Rob Zombie. You love Rob Zombie. We all know it. <laughs> Well, at least I don't love Avatar anymore. Remember my Avatar kick I was on for a while? I went from hating Avatar to loving Avatar. Yeah, you Avatar. almost didn't bring it up this episode. <laughs> we got a Final Fantasy reference and an Avatar reference. It's Actually, all did... a the hits. There was one Final Fantasy thing that's not a Final Fantasy thing. That these probably exist in even like Dungeons and & Dragons and like other fantasy lore. But he references a Trifid shooting... Um, poison at one point <laughs> and Triffids are very a very prominent monster in Final Fantasy games but I assume they're actually from like D&D or something right they're, they're plants that are alive.
2: I assumed all those references at the beginning were just B-movies that had been made
0: yeah like it could have been like Rise of the Triffids and their yeah, plant arrived. monsters yeah this movie also really made me want to watch uh, Little Shop of Horrors because I think that has this kind of the same vibe as this
1: there is a book called The Day of the Triffids, Day which, of the was Triffids. In, which was written in 1951 is and it, it has, has been adapted for film and television. Uh, the word triffid has become common reference in British English uh, to describe large, invasive, or menacing-looking plants. There you go! I learned ya!
0: Well, I love that. I just, I just love that.
1: People who searched this also searched Audrey too <laughs> from Little... I almost said little Rocky Horror shop of horrors.
0: Little Rocky shit of fucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why why do we think that the film is called Rocky Horror? Like, why is Rocky Horror the center of the the film and not Frankenfurter in terms of the naming?
0: Frankenfurter's House of Horrors? Frankenfurter? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because Rocky Horror
2: himself is a character that doesn't really have too much... To do with it I but it's, yeah i mean it is like the like
1: night a, of his creation yeah. he's being born also the name is really catchy sounds cool like a, it sounds
0: like a rock star's name
1: yeah and it also has you know the word rock is in it and it's a rock opera so it, it has all it, i think it has like a bunch of impactful layers that went into that decision making um i don't know if it necessarily is like it's all about rocky that's what we're gonna call it it's like no it's just a sick name <laughs> in fact they maybe came up with the name first for the show and then we're like let's just call this character rocky <laughs> why not you know fair enough."
2: but you called it, you could have called dr frankenfurter rocky as well that's true
1: he- but frankenfurter is such a funny name for a frankenstein reference you know so good
0: yeah it's de- yeah it's definitely giving uh uh well it sounds frighten-
1: like a hot dog, you know, like the name no, itself absolutely. sounds like a like a wiener, which is funny cuz he fucks everybody.
0: But it reminds <laughs> me of um the fury the frightening house of frightenstein or whatever that 60s trip out right. show was, which might have been in a lot of ways the inspiration for this. <laughs> What the fuck was that show called? The It was on... I
1: have no idea what you're talking about, so I can't even pretend like I do anymore. I was saying right like I know what you're talking about, but I don't know at all. Uh,
0: what are you talking about? It was about? called The hilarious. Okay, so it's a Canadian TV show called The Hilarious House of Frightenstein. Frightenstein. And they showed it on the Comedy Network, um, like in the 90s, but it's a show from the 60s. Um... And what it would be, it, it was like a, it, imagine if it was, you were watching SNL, but all, sorry, originally came out in 1971, but it was a Canadian Ooh. show. Imagine if you were watching SNL, but all the sketches were played by Dracula. monsters. Yeah. Like they were just doing like sketches, <laughs> but then sometimes it would just break down into like the camera panning in and out like this with like, oh, trip, weird. With I, my
1: brain just clicked and I'm like, I remember this show too.
0: Yeah, like with like trippy shit happening in the background. Like it was just it was just invented for fucking kids to sm- teenagers to smoke weed and have some trippy bullshit on the screen.
1: That's so weird that I know what you're talking about now because I at first I was like I've never heard of this shit. This this didn't exist. Jason's making this up. No, it was on the comedy. <laughs> it was
0: it was on the comedy channel in the '90s, like in reruns. Um, right. And it was just, I found it to be so fucking weird. I would just sit there and watch it, like, having no frame of reference. And then my dad would be like, oh, man, Frankenstein. I love <laughs> this shit. And then he got high and laughed. And then he got high and laughed. <laughs> like, my dad used to um, get up with me on Saturday mornings to watch pee Playhouse. And we were both, we were watching it for different reasons, you know? Like, he was just baked so out of I... his mind. And I was just like, wow, the colors.
1: I don't know if you're aware of this, Jason, but this is not the first movie that we've covered on the podcast with Richard O'Brien being a weird creep.
2: Yeah. What? Um... You
1: search your mind. Search your mind. Bring your mind to a city, a dark city, a very dark city.
0: <laughs> uh, was he the guy that's following him around in Dark City, or is he he's the guy? The hand. From... Right, a hand. He's Mr. Hand. I'm Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand from Dark City. <laughs> yeah. He's not in a lot of movies.
1: Yeah, and that's like one of the weird, weird movies that he's in. Like he's in enough stuff, but like that's one of the movies where he is a like marquee character, like an important character to the to the film. Like in Dungeons and Dragons, he's in the movie for like five minutes just to be like, go through my maze. (laughs) And really, he
0: talks like this. He does talk like that.
1: (laughs) Time is fleeting. Uh, cause you
0: imagine, you, you imagine the, uh, the Igor character be like, yes, master, but he doesn't really, yeah. he really only is like, yeah, we're, we're his, uh, servants. He's not like, yes, yeah. Yeah. And they're
1: kind of like, we're his, servants. we're his servants, but really we're his like co-pilot. I don't know what their like ranks were at the end. He says, I'm your new commander. Uh, but. That implies that maybe he was lower in the ranks than Frankenfurter before this and has, like, taken over.
2: I thought he was undercover. Like, he was, like, a a cop kind Like, the two of them were, like, space cops. (laughs) Undercover, playing a role there. I don't know. Well, I
1: mean, it's clear that Frankenfurter knows who they are, right? Because, like, earlier in the movie, when he's like, you know this earthling, Frankenfurter's like, shut up. Shut up, man. And then he yells at uh, Brad about the doctor being, like his, his teacher being uh, a guy who hunts UFOs or something. I can't remember the the line yes. exactly, but. Do you that's... guys wish that they showed us the spaceship?
0: <laughs> well, the spaceship. Well, the, the castle, castle, castle takes stupid. off at the end. That is the oh, spaceship.
1: Yeah. Why is my brain not retaining a movie the, that I uh, just
0: watched? The That's another 50s movie, 50s Hollywood movies trope, though. Aliens. Like, really old school yes. aliens with weird lasers and stuff. Yeah, they just threw in
2: everything that they could. Um, they could reference from the email
0: My um I can't get back to my notes. My computer's being a wonky wanker.
1: I've gone through most of my notes. We didn't really talk enough about Brad's bulge, but we <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about uh the my favorite line in the movie is when he says what charming undergarments you both have
0: <laughs> it's so funny, but they're wearing like the, They're both wearing the most tidy whitey. Yeah. It's the most boring underwear you've ever seen. I will say that Janet's uh, bra was doing wonders.
1: It's also funny that like Frankenfurter's costume that he wears throughout the majority of the movie is also just underwear <laughs> it's yeah like but it's crazy it's closer to like
0: inter- french french prostitutes <laughs> yeah it's like lingerie he's wearing lingerie yeah. uh where am i at okay they we talked about um so there is a bit of a part of this movie where we do see that places is wired for sound wired for cameras And they're kind of watching everything happen. when, when Frankenfurter goes in and uh, makes whoopee with, uh, with Brad and Janet individually, Magenta and Columbia are watching on and they're being frisky with each other during that. Right. This movie read as a, did I I forget if I said this in the show or if I said this to Brian in the pre-show, but it kind of reads as like a weird seventies porno a little bit at times.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think that that's probably by design. <laughs> yeah, they wanted it to feel that way because it is like two steps away from just being a porno.
0: Like take the music uh, out and have like more nudity and yeah, it's a stag. Yeah. What, what they called stag films in the nineteen seventies. But
1: it you know it's it's meant to be sexually pro- provocative every step of the way, right? Like there is no wasted time in this movie in terms of like implicit sexuality like Mm. everything is sexual um and that's just like Frankenfurter's life right like he's decided that like i want to only satisfy my carnal desires while i'm on earth and what what else would i do while i'm here and it's like what was our purpose to be here again i don't know i'm just going to have fun (laughs) and just go around and try and kiss as many people as i can.
0: Kiss as many and, girls and boys as possible. And he succeeds. Um I wrote a note that says Touch a Touch a Touch is the horniest song ever. I think that's the yes. song that uh it's, Janet sings, well.
1: To the point that it's kind of gross, like the yeah. lines are kind of disgusting. You're like, "Ugh."
2: <laughs> Especially when you, you realize that she's saying it to like a newborn child. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. And also I kind of like she Like betrayed Brad and then immediately went and and did it again. Why didn't she go to Brad and have sex with Brad? Does she maybe just not like Brad at all and never did and just?
2: Well, I think that's highlighting that it was just society that was forcing her with Brad. I think right. She she got the bouquet and she was with Brad, so they have to get married.
1: But even like Brad's song at the beginning, it sort of implies that he also doesn't want to get married, right? Like he's just doing it because he has to, and. I guess like we find out that it's probably because Brad's actually gay and he's just with Janet because he has to be because society told him to.
0: He's definitely Um, got some repressed stuff. Um, Yeah.
1: He literally has sex with a man in this movie. And then at the end is just like dressed in lingerie dancing around and he loves it. So unless there is some sort of sneaky uh, space magic going on, he's just you know, maybe the magic does exist and all it does is just allow you to open up and, and remove inhibition to do what you actually want to do kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. without uh
2: Isn't that the like a, like a, key, a key line in it? It's like, don't dream it, be it or something like that. Yeah, so- that's the
1: last song that they're singing. He's like, don't even, yeah, exactly. Like, be what you want to be. And like, that's kind of the whole point of the movie. Except some people want to be a horrible pervert who pushes himself on
0: people while they're trying to sleep. Yeah. which is, it's like... He's just being I, what he wants I to think, be, which is it's a not, It's
2: unfortunate that, it's fortunate that the, the character has so many problems. Yeah. I, yeah. like, I want but... to recommend
0: this movie to people, but, like, you might... Just just that's what happened caveat, to me. Like, yeah. I was just watching it, and I was like, uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, God. And this is after they, they already say transvestite a bunch of times, which is, it's old nomenclature. It's like the R word, kind of, like, where... It was used at a point in a certain way and everybody was fine with it and then it took on a new connotation um but that whole bit and then realizing that the rocky horror himself was born moments ago and is now just in this horrible fray yeah and you wonder how like you did get a sense of like when eddie comes blasting out that frankenfurter immediately switches from being like horny about rocky horror to now sort of fearing this other character he's like he's like hiding and he's like and then gets an ice pick and fucking click clacks him yeah you know so you gotta wonder how like how old the the minds of these other concubines are
1: yeah it's it's a weird it's it's weird right if you if you dwell on it too long it becomes gross but it's also you know the brain and the body are not seven years old it's just the consciousness that is right like he's just learning what's going on around him but uh you know he had a life before and that was the life of the biker eddie before he became beautiful rocky um yeah uh i I had more to say about the outdated language of this movie but i don't think we really need to talk about it that much because we're aware of it and if you're recommending this movie to people you just have to add the caveat of like, just remember it was made in a different to- era, and like, if you can look past certain things, not accept them, but like, you know, you don't need to sit there and be like, "Bah, this movie's horrible; it should be banned from cinemas." Uh
0: Just, right. in that...
1: Re- just remember that language has changed, and if they were to make this movie today, they would probably just change the lyrics to something different.
0: They would change the lyrics. They cut some. They cut some scenes. They might. I I didn't listen or to it. Or change
1: them slightly, you know.
0: I didn't listen to it, but I think there's a song that they cut in the movie that's in the stage play. Um, I, I don't know too much. Do you know anything about that? What? About the cut song?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not familiar with the stage play. I haven't seen
0: it, but uh, mm-hmm. I would like to because it seems like it would be a fun one to go see live. Let's mm-hmm. um, see if I can get a quick... Um, uh, see if I can find out quickly what the cut song is also
1: like doesn't transvestite mean something different it doesn't mean trans person because a trans person is like when you transvestite
2: is like cross dresser essentially yeah yeah it's it's like somebody who just wears different clothes the clothes of the
1: opposite sex or whatever right which is like nowadays that's just like people do that because they want to and it's fine (laughs) there's no no real name for it i don't think yeah i don't
0: think it's quite drag queen but i think it's it's a it's a derogatory term for someone who just like prefers wearing women's clothing i think Right. Um, there's a deleted scene from the movie. Oh. Uh, apparently between Brad and Riff Raff have sex. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. This might require a little bit more. Go Riff Raff. <laughs>
1: as long as it was consensual. I don't know. Riff Raff seems like he might be uh, even worse than Frankenfurter. Does
0: sex sneak up on you? Yeah long rumored to be a deleted scene from the 1975 film which did have a riff and brad sex scene this video clip was shown at rocky festivals for decades um and it's most likely a fabrication concocted for a rocky con in 2001 and then there's Uh-oh. like a video and and you can hear what's happening here a little bit i won't see if i can So what I'm seeing is... Riveting. Riveting contest. No, I know. I'm just going to kind of describe what I'm seeing quickly. Is It's the Sounds actors... It's like you're watching a snuff film. <laughs> you should see the way that it looks. It looks super grainy and like you can't really see what's going on. I think it's just... uh might be fake? I don't know. At any rate... That's a rumor. That's not canon, kids. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um...
1: Brian, do you know what this this the sword of uh, Democles? Democles is I
2: yeah. Mean, so it, yeah, so it's like a sword that was held by a, a single thread that was designed to to kill the person as soon as like I think it was I don't know what the the condition was, but it was essentially a, a thin thread that held the sword, and if they broke this condition, the sword would kill. Them. You right. got too horny.
1: For some reason, I feel like it was like it it falls when you reach. Power, like you get too powerful and then it falls, or something like that. Like, I thought it was more like
2: a lie or something,
0: some right. like some moral thing. I don't want to be that guy, but there's this sort of Damocles in multiple file fantasy games. Um, moving on.
1: <laughs> oh, whoa! It's also a uh, a head-mounted uh, tracking system that was created in the 1960s for the military. <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> anyway. Sort of yeah, it's yeah. You're correct. It's dissatisfaction. Yeah, it's it's basically like if you if you reach a point where your delights are taking over too much, it'll fall on you or something like that.
0: That's awesome. Anyway,
1: cool. That actually makes more sense now. He keeps singing about it. I'm like, why? What is this sort of Democles? This Rocky keeps referring to' Brian'll probably know he's on the podcast I won't look it up and I'll see if he knows
0: <laughs> it's a th- it's the three-pronged laser beam at the end that looks yeah. like a trident yeah although, is- although he was able to
2: survive that for so many shots yeah
1: he was impervious to trident lasers
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um we glossed
0: over I wanted to the, the practical another practical effect I really enjoyed was where everett's getting pulled up to the lab. Right. um he pulls them out to the lab then they use a medusa ray on all of them and then yeah. columbia f- stands up for herself and then she gets blasted with the with the beam and we get these great like <clears throat> uh um statue of david statues of everybody in the movie um, yeah yeah the statues are cool yeah, yeah. I like they had to like. I wonder if they body molded them because they looked like them, right? Maybe
1: it 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 seemed like a cast for sure. Like mm-hmm. it like it, it didn't seem like somebody actually carved them because that would have been no, probably much. very expensive. Yeah, uh, and this movie I don't think had a huge budget. Oh,
2: no, no, low budget.
1: Yeah, one point four million. That oh, is wow, crazy low. That's and like it's
2: the, and it's the longest run, like continually running film yeah. ever. Like, cause you can still go today to theaters. Yeah, stuff.
1: it's, that's true. I didn't actually consider that cause they do it every, every, I think there's theaters that do it every month. Like we can probably find tickets for this month if we wanted to go see it.
0: Weirdly enough, since I've lived in Toronto, I haven't really been like, we keep our ear to the ground about musicals. I haven't really seen the Rocky horror picture show, like large production on, uh, on Queen street. Um, I would like to see uh, like a Stratford festival version of this like I was saying about Tommy oh, that would be interesting like a bit like a like a smaller group stru- smaller troop take like does Brian I if, if I've told you this directly or if I've you've heard me tell it on the show stop me but I saw Chicago and it was funny um, that's as much as I'll say because I've told this story now three weeks in a row but a rocky horror that's like over the top like even funnier than even how funny it already is um, with the implication that you can, you can do audience participation if you want.
3: Maybe, yeah. I'd yeah. like
0: to actually see it both ways. I'd like to see it like, we're, like at least the, the narrative be like, we're not doing audience participation for this and just see it. And then do go to a special audience participation version. Like I'd I like... think
1: this, this production in particular is designed in a way that when they're when they're they they plan for it right where they're like we're gonna put this show on and we know that people are gonna come to the show and scream shit from the audience so we just have to be prepared for that (laughs) even if they were like don't yell stuff they people would probably still yell stuff some guy would have a bag of bread and be like what do you mean i can't throw the bread
2: (laughs) i brought the bread
0: (laughs) i was going through the things a little bit more and there's just so many that i couldn't really i couldn't really uh, line yeah, it up as I've well. never
1: gone, but I would like to because I, I, I've been floating the idea with friends for since I was like twenty, and no one ever wanted to go because all my straight friends suck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now that I have sort of like a a bubble of of uh, of people who are like minded and interested in the same things, uh, it might be easier to convince.
0: The yeah, D D like group
1: f- to go, for example.
0: Yeah, or like yeah, the I, I would go to that. Madison would be down for that. Like Yeah.
1: Um like I said, we could probably find it pretty easily, but we should also plan for Neil Breen. Uh this is stuff <laughs> we can talk about off mic, but I Absolutely. really want to go see the Neil Breen. We
0: are we are we have about fifteen minutes left, so we can let's kind of run down the ending of the movie here, I guess. Um so sure. they I, I wrote down uh dinner time with the freaks. Uh they've they sing a song there and then uh frankenfurter gets frustrated and pulls the tablecloth off to reveal that a mangled eddie is underneath in a coffin with a glass top and it's sort of everybody like confirms their horrible suspicion that they were eating him um there's the columbia sings that song about eddie being the bad boy during this part and then Frank just straight up chases Janet all over <laughs> the whole house. Yeah, the whole <laughs> castle. It's and then wild, they'll... and
1: he slaps her. In
0: he slaps it's the shit, shit out shit. of her, and then yeah. that's when he turns. He brings them all. He kind of they all funnel back up to the lab, and they walk onto this slab that is like the most alien technology. But it, Doctor Everett, is he works for the government. He used to be like Brad's high school fucking teacher or something. High school. It's so weird. Teacher. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like and now dude, he works... what is the point of these two knowing each other? Now he works for government and in government, they're trying to develop technology. Some somehow involved with UFOs or something. Yeah. But this technology that makes you stuck, like you stand on it and like, there's some sort of magnetic thing that happens that it makes you stuck
1: he, he briefly explains it and you're like okay no i've said <laughs> i think out loud i went nope <laughs> i think i went sure yeah okay
0: and i don't care in that moment it's revealed that uh dr everett's kind of like well we've been working so you have the technology we've been working on at government
1: yeah, forever, but he's perfected it.
0: This is just a wasted person just, like, writing fucking dialogue oh, yeah. in between amazing songs.
1: Yeah, drunk being like, I don't know, who fucking I cares? I don't know, let's give the yeah. people
0: some exposition for once.
1: <laughs> the scientists will say some shit as to why their feet are stuck. <laughs> Do I have a song in me about it? Nah, no, we don't need to write them with about the
0: Medusa that. laser. Yeah. Um, um, yeah.
1: Right after we get, like, the reveal that not only is Dr. Frankenfurter a problematic pers- person in terms of his uh uh methods to getting people to stuff seduction uh he is the most selfish prick who you know he'll go he'll go bone your boyfriend and your girlfriend (laughs) and then if you even remotely go near his new creation he throws a temper tantrum it's like what the fuck it's my toy and uh he doesn't want anybody else playing with his toys but he will steal yours and play with them all night
0: true exactly true in fact um it's weird like we're getting to that point but like it's weird that they make him like sympathetic in those last moments so much like not unlike the ending of repo the genetic opera frankenfurter brings i guess this part of it is completely different but frankenfurter brings the statues of all the characters uh he puts lingerie on all of them the same lingerie he wears they wear it's like a uniform Yeah, paints their face up in like really, really eclectic face paint. Yeah, it's
1: weird, sort of almost reminiscent of like the 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 masks that represent like
0: uh, drama. He puts Juggalo paint on all of them. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) yeah, makes a little mini gathering of the Juggalos uh, and brings them alive, one back to life, one by one, and they kind of sing parts of the song that all sound like like reminiscent of lyrics Frank and Frederick would sing their self is what yeah, is, it's is almost what like he's uh
1: it. he's cloned himself yeah. a bunch of times and and like they're all the different facets of like who he is and who he wants everyone to be like him because he's the best. and he probably wants to have sex with himself. so he's like dress up like me.
0: so I can kiss you. So this, I'm not gonna play the song because I keep getting we got dCM for it. um, but the home alone of it all i would say is when they get to the house because the series it's a series of events that from i would then on... say
1: the minute the beat drops for time warp is yeah that's when the movie starts for me the minute it's like so time I'm like you, oh
0: here we go you know what the the home alone of it all is right <laughs> come on you're a fucking fan of the show <laughs> the home alone of it all for for those that don't know i'll i'm gonna just have to say it every episode probably but in the movie home alone when kevin mccallister slaps down the blueprint and he's getting ready for the for the that's what everybody came to see everybody no came to see the uh the the wet bandits get their come comeuppance yes, and yeah, ver- ver- various movies have various degrees of this sometimes we don't get it sometimes the whole movie is it sometimes we it's just basically the third act i feel like the yeah. action movies next month are gonna be like it's gonna be one rambo fucking tch, putting all the fucking toys uh, on his stuff. yeah yeah um but yeah I, I think we both can agree that it's when the time warp plays when they get to the place and they everything starts getting
2: fucking weird
1: um unless you have a different one brian no
2: i agree with that um but going back to the that final scene where he's making them all do the same thing or whatever I think that's kind of weird. So we, we take them out of these side societal expectations and we put them into new societal expectations and we, we want them to conform to that, which is not their own things. It's it's just a, a different different way of doing things. I don't know. That, yeah, I think
1: that's why um, – what's her name? Uh, Columbia has such a rough time with it, right? She hates that he killed Eddie and Eddie was vehemently different than what Frankenfurter wants. And, but so is she, right? And so she's, she's, you know, she, she tells him like, "I loved you, like I was in love with you," but you're so shitty, and you're like, yeah, it, now you're doing exactly what the world has done to these people, but you're doing yeah, it to them as well. Eddie,
0: right? like Brad and Janet, represent like like the squares, but they're very easily corrupted because they're so like set in the societal norm, religion <laughs> and religion, right? And but Eddie represents being literally like. He's his own free spirit. He's yeah. he represents heterosexuality in a lot of ways, but he also represents like being against everything. Like, just you know what I mean. He he's the spirit of like you know a biker. He's got the spirit. He doesn't of Doesn't even bear. like teddy bears as a child. I yeah, I knew he was <laughs> going to be bad when I pulled his teddy bear away or whatever. If I can, yeah. talk whatever it says. So <laughs> he, he didn't
1: like his teddy bear.
0: So Frankenfurter obviously hates the like the, the guy who wants it, the girlfriend and the biker character who just is free and is riding his motorcycle around is fully free of anybody else's. Um, yeah, he doesn't control. like it. He yeah. doesn't
1: like that. He can't control him. Frankenfurter just wants to have slaves essentially.
2: And I think that's ultimately what causes the space cops or whoever, whoever they are to like, say enough's enough. We, we, you, you done, you gone too far. I yeah, think we have to kill you now. Yeah, we're going back
1: to Transylvania. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think you meant you thought that we were all going, but no, no, you're staying here and you're gonna die. We're gonna kill yes. you now with this lightning gun. There's part of me that loves that that thing so much, the lightning gun, but I I hate the effect. But it's like you know, I get it. It's the, of the era. It's a low budget movie. Like imagine they had some crazy like super effect there like, they
0: saved all their money and did something crazy with it we're coming around to the point where this shit's going to be 50 year, years old and they're going to want to start remaking it
1: they already did i told you they remade it while i was working at casa Loma. no
0: i mean like the remake the movie there is oh, also a
2: made for TV. tv movie as well oh. i think that's what it was that the word? Word? yeah okay
0: yeah interesting um, yeah
1: yeah they were filming it while i was working there so i, I saw some of the pe- the actors in their costumes
0: sorry i thought you meant that castle had like since it's in a castle they just were able to do some sort of live
1: i think they just filmed it because it's a castle and they needed a castle <laughs> like let's
3: no, film in castle
0: but i thought it was like you know they do that horror event every year where you can just you walk yeah, through no. a haunted house i thought it was like a rocky horror thing where you go to the different rooms and see different scenes which also would be a cool experience that would be cool to experience yeah. this this story yeah the narrator is like a tour guide, it. takes you from room to room, and you experience different parts of the of the story. That'd be that'd be fun. So yeah, cool. um, basically they they all have a an orgy in a pool, and then they show up and reveal their aliens, and they shoot Frank and dead, and um, Rocky Horror is now full like Beast Man, like he's just fully reverted to like, <laughs>
3: uh,
0: and climbs up. A radio tower with him not unlike king kong carries you know the damsel in distress up the empire state building i think it's a radio tower but it's not the empire state building but it's that like radio city thing i was talking about at the beginning and then it falls over immediately and they they fall in the pool and die i guess frankenfurter double dies and then they're, ba- they're basically like where well, we're gonna return to our planet where we can dance and sing and be merry and all the freaks leave and they um,
1: described their planet as being bathed in moons, which I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, does it just have a lot of moons? Like, and it also sounded like moons? it didn't
2: get much sun; like it was all reflected from the moons. Yeah, yeah. the moons. Yeah, maybe. sounds
0: like a disco club.
2: Yeah. Nighttime. Disco
1: I want to see what Planet Transsexual looks like because it sounds like it looks pretty cool. <laughs> it's probably dope. <laughs> maybe I should draw
0: it. And then uh, we the la- we kind of get like a mixed. I get, got a mixed feeling of the very end. So we get a like really cheesy like the ship, the 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 castle's taking off, and we see them escape. But the last scene we actually see is Janet, Brad, and uh, the doctor laying on the ground, and they kind it kind of I felt like it was implying that they also they just died under the exhaust of the. No, the they, don't. Spaceship. They say
2: something. I feel like they say something. I, I thought they
0: were going like ah but maybe yeah you, you could No, be... I feel like they
2: had a couple lines I try, I forget what they say but I feel like they had a couple lines. I don't I didn't view them as dead.
0: Okay. That's valid. I like uh do... yeah, I
1: never thought they died either, but um it's it was just in my brain that they're not dead. I didn't like it wasn't making a decision this this it, view viewing, it,
0: you know. It would be weird if the just the good guys none of the good guys win at all. I mean, there's I no
1: good guys in this no movie. Everyone's bad in this movie.
2: movie. Yeah, Who who would be the good guy? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> the space cops are the closest to the good guy.
1: Yeah, they're kind of the heroes. <laughs> I guess um, just the, the nameless freaks. I think they're those are Transylvanians.
0: I think they went back with them. I think they're in the ship.
2: Oh, Cass just messaged Columbia, me. Columbia could be the good guy. Yeah, yeah Columbia
0: guess, was a pretty yeah. good, but she gets murder, murdered pretty She's, hard.
1: She's the voice of reason, yeah, and she gets silenced. Cass just by accident. Uh,
0: messaged me and said, "Watching the podcast, there's an extra song in the UK version of the movie where they climb out of the rubble." Oh, which I'd like to, I'd like to track down. Thank you, Cass, friend of the show.
1: Thank you. Full um, of facts.
0: If we're doing if we're doing musical episodes, uh, she's the honorary she's the honorary go to. She's our,
1: our her local expert. Yeah.
0: Um, but with that, we sort of come to the end of the movie. I think, we co- I think we did a good job at covering most things. Did you guys have any additional notes that you wanted to uh, present? Uh, yeah.
2: I had a question. It's about the art. So we open up with a, an art piece. We open up with the uh, American Gothic. And yep. then when we go to the castle, it's a lot of Renaissance paintings. There's the Mona Lisa. There's David. There's the Sistine Chapel. I'm just wondering what what's going on with all the art. I'll yeah, it you.
1: almost feels like. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you have an it's, answer, it's. Um, well, I'll. T- <laughs> I i do not have a good time.
0: Hold on a second.
1: Uh, Jason's gonna do something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. no
1: <it's>
3: <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Run!
2: Run! He's got his his theories. <laughs> They're all so <laughs> terrible.
0: <laughs> it's so comically long. It's so comically long. It goes on, on for it. 15 more it, minutes. Yeah, it goes on for 25 <laughs> more minutes. It's the same episode. It's the same length of an episode of Full House. Um, no, it's a dumb theory. Just that all these paintings are the actual paintings that exist in the world, and they've all been collected in this spaceship as part of their mission to Earth.
1: Oh, so you think it's like uh, they're. Art thieves, as well, yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, there's probably something more to it. Um, it could even be that the writers, um, Richard O'Brien and Jim something, Chardot, Jim Chardot, no, Jim Mr. Short. Accent on the dough, Sherman. <laughs> um, they it could be that they were looking at paintings and were like, let's try and theme each song off of a painting. And you know, looked at the paintings and was like, "Well, what is it? How does this make us feel? What are we trying to represent here?" So, you know, like, American Gothic is classically known as a painting that infuriated uh, both <laughs> Middle America and sort of like the highbrow people from the cities, as well as like delighted an equal amount of people from both those areas because you know both sides thought you know they're making fun of us, and then or they're like, oh, they think we're stupid. <laughs> And then, like, I think the artist would go around and do, you know, discussions or lectures for, for the people in the city. And he'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, the country folk, they suck. They're so stupid. And then he would go to the middle America and be dressed as like a farmer and be like, ah, oh, you know, people in the city don't know what they're talking about. And yeah. he was just like playing both sides like a psychopath, which is so funny. Um, but, you know, it, it also is playing into like these people think that they need to be part of something but they really don't and it, it's kind of like has that same sort of vibe to it um but yeah i don't really know what any uh, that's the only one that i can think of and it's so clearly being homaged by the people dressed up as as the people from the painting as well you know
0: yeah um, that's pretty good like i, wonder if I don't we know. go back i wonder if we go back and watch it we see somebody that's like vaguely dressed up like i um, like mona lisa now or something you know what i mean like this this so the, the one last thing i wanted to mention um is the concept of the easter egg i'm pretty sure has been rumored to come from this because this movie has literal easter eggs all like the cast put literal easter eggs to have an easter egg hunt
1: through them they just didn't find them but you can find actual
0: you can find actual easter, you eggs can find and... actual easter yeah. like if you look at um throne at the beginning there's a there's easter eggs underneath it mm-hmm. i don't know if the concept of easter eggs were was invented before this because a lot of people attribute the original easter egg to be from a an atari game um but then that term was sort of coined out of that by finding something it's like finding an Easter egg. And then I think the Rocky Horror Picture Show cast of the play started planting eggs around. Anyway, I don't but know. The eggs. Atari thing already
2: happened when the play was.
0: Well, I don't know the original. Let me see if I can quickly get. Um, like, I'll just look up origin. Of yeah, Easter I mean, egg. the
1: origin of the video game you're referring to uh, came out in
2: 1980.
0: That's true, too, right? It's uh, uh, Adventure or whatever for the Atari
2: yeah but so they were referencing the easter eggs from rocky horror that's how it got to me because it, so didn't yeah, have it could be because i mean it could be uh, the
1: thing where he's like yeah remember when you're watching and looking for easter eggs and rocky horror it's like well what if we do that in a video game um so it's like a, a marriage they so both came up with it well that's interesting together. too
0: because it's widely considered that steve wright director of software for atari who put it in that game adventure Is the originator, but this movie has literal. The term Easter egg comes from the Ragiora picture show from on Reddit. Um, So there's a debate whether it comes from this or from Adventure for the Atari, and this Mm -hmm. predates that by five years. So it's going to start some sort of war. Some egg war. We cracked the egg mystery. See what we did there? So I have one more song I need to play (laughs) before we get into our final thoughts. Um, it's going to be anticlimactic and I apologize, but I, this is another one that I like. That's when they said the name of the movie in the movie. Whoa, they did? They didn't. Oh no. Sorry. I just wanted to hear that. They, but something I learned and why I think it's valuable to play that song, not only because it rules, but, um, I didn't know that there was a character in this movie called Rocky Horror until I watched it literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. And this movie came out in 1975. So I was able to... There's a, this rare thing that happens on our podcast sometimes where a spoiler is kept from me for forever, and I somehow didn't know there was a character in this fucking movie called Rocky Horror. I mean, you also
1: didn't know that they were aliens,
0: and that's like a pretty yeah, big yeah. twist. I mean, a a you're like, twist. wait, well,
1: did they just say they're
0: aliens? Hold yeah. on. <laughs> so... With that, if you guys don't have any more notes, I'm gonna take us to our final segment of the show. How's that yeah. sound, y'all?
1: I have one note, and that is that the power knife and everybody having mismatched cups is so yeah. funny and also indicative of the fact that they clearly don't know how human culture works. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they are aliens. They don't. They either don't care, they're poor, or they, they just don't get it. They're like, we have to drink out of these vessels, right? We don't just slurp it off the ground like we do on Transylvania.
0: On Transylvania, (laughs) all
1: right. Uh, Yeah, it's funny. I like it. Part of me is like, was that a budgetary thing, or was it just because it's time for our final thoughts?
0: (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So that's a really good point too, because like there's just i want to watch this now under the under the guise of um knowing all these twists knowing all these weird little things and it's i feel like it's one of those movies where things open up for you um with that said that felt like a bit of a final thought so i'm glad that i put it on the other side of the song Got to qualify everything steve make it, yeah. you know, I like continuity, as you know, to a fault in some cases. Um, I paid a hundred dollars for the title of this show. Uh, Brian, why don't you go first and give us your final thoughts, and then hit us with maybe a rating out of a number or a fun rating, and then uh, we do a little thing called "What Went Well Even Better," and just that's a little critique. What What did you like? What did you don't What did you don't like?
2: What did you don't like about it? <laughs> um overall i think it's a really good film i think it's it's really about um accepting people for who they are and accepting yourself if you have a, if you have differences and i think that's why it's become such a cult following is just it it's about the, the people on the the fringes of society having a place to to go and be themselves um i i really like that i just wish if i was to critique it a bit i just wish some of the older I don't know uh, sexual advances and some of the some of the stuff is just dated and I wish that wasn't in the film or they, they tweaked it so it still had the humor but not the ickiness of it and that I think that's how I feel about it and my rating is probably a four to five I do I do recommend the film um, just with the caveat that there are some some issues with some of the behaviors of the characters yes
0: and then what what went well and uh something that you could improve upon even I better. think that he just said that. Oh, Okay. That was that was sort <laughs> I do it all of in one. Okay. <laughs> it.
2: You. <laughs> yeah. That was
0: sort of your okay, that's great. Um thank you. Thank you, Brian. Uh Steve.
1: Hi, it's me, Steve. Uh I love this movie. I've always loved this movie. The first time watching it it freaked me out because of how Crazy it is, um, and how much it resonated with me. And I was like, "Is there something wrong with me that I love this movie so much?" Um, I hold it in a special place in my movie collection, like my mental movie collection of of being one of the best movies ever made for me. It's you know, not everyone's going to agree with me on that, and that's fine. Um, like what you said, Brian the outdated um, misogyny from a a man who is ultimately very feminine is it's off-putting and the outdated terminology is, is a little bit off-putting and just like, you know, the movie is all about sex, but there are certain parts that get into what we would now consider to be terrible crimes. (laughs) And if we could change that, Maybe, but I do think it's also important that it is in there, and I, I don't think that removing it is would be a good idea. I think that ultimately you want to see how disgusting Frankingfurter is so that the fact that you do feel something for him at the end is important. But I do also think that there the the queer coding in cinema for villains has been around forever. And this is it. You know, he's the villain and he's very gay and it's vilifying gay people. And it's been that's been happening forever. And uh, it needs to stop now. But I don't think that we need to edit history. I think that this is a, an important movie in film history and in especially in, in the musical genre. And it has impact in theater. And I think that editing, like if you're doing new versions of these things, sure, change it all you want. But I don't think that you need to go back and change the original because There's a reason that everybody likes it so much and that it's been around for so long and that it's still playing in theaters every month in cities all over the world. Um, That's not to say that I agree with any of his actions. (laughs) I think they're terrible and they are crimes. And if he was a real person, he should go to jail. But, uh, yeah, I love this movie. It helped me through a lot of difficult stuff in my own life as well just understanding who I am and how I need to be okay with who I am and all that kind of stuff and I don't want to get too into it because it's personal and you don't know me you're not my friend <laughs> don't don't think you don't think you can get inside my head man uh I'm gonna have a mental breakdown if I don't stop myself <laughs> um
0: Brian Brian is you okay no I'm not
1: <laughs> I'm turning into a werewolf oh. just like uh Columbia you were and the, the doctor, along. I was the werewolf the whole time. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could continue gushing about this movie forever, but I'll stop myself now and say, I love it. It's great. The rating I give it is... Uh, it's in the lab, on the slab. You'll have to follow me there to see it. <laughs> That's my rating.
0: And I assume it's like a, what went well, everything, and even better, Nothing
1: um well i mean even better like it's just the stuff that's problematic i i I don't i'm not saying to remove it i'm just saying that like it's bad that's in there but it's in there and we have to live with it maybe maybe i would like to see what that that climbing out of the rubble song would be maybe that's what i would add Mm -hmm. i want to i want to see what they're singing about as the rocket ship flies away would they go back to their boring musical style from the beginning or are they new changed people we'll never know Mm -hmm.
0: cool that's great i uh I don't know why but I thought like in my head you you were going to be like ugh but it makes false it makes total sense that you've loved this movie forever like it like I don't know why I, th- I just th- sometimes you dislike movies I think you're going to love and hate movies or love movies I think you're going to hate so this is more in line. I
1: guess I'm hard to track down. You're hard to track my
0: opinion, but
1: you know, if you think about it for two seconds and, in who I am. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah, this makes sense. It makes this this weird, this weird
0: shit. I think it was more, more related to your like music's uh, musicals give you the, the ick a little bit sometimes.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just, I liked weird shit though. You know, like there's a reason that I liked, all the movies we've done so far, and that's because they're all weird. They're, <laughs> they're all so weird. weird. They're I don't musical like musical mania mayhem. Like something like Hamilton. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. I know everybody loves it, but I don't care. I don't give a shit about this. It's embarrassing to me to watch. I don't like it. It is I'm very, very aware long. that they're singing right now. <laughs> <laughs> People don't do this.
0: Okay. Uh, thank you, Steve. Um, no nope. You guys sort of. Illuminated how I feel about the movie as well. I basically said, besides the like weird, problematic, rapey bits and the word of use of the word transvestite, I really enjoyed this. It's fucking so good from start to to end. And I, 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 knowing all the songs for a musical can really amplify watching it for the first time. Like with Hamilton, I didn't know any of the songs. I was saving them, but they all going to see it again. I would just be, like, I would just be goosebumps the whole time, you know? So the next time I watch this, that's probably what's going to happen with me. Um, It has great songs and great characters, and it doesn't drag. It gets kind of horny around the middle. Oh my (laughs) fucking... It does get kind of horny around the middle. Um, But the whole thing, I think, is... The middle? You say the middle? It gets horny pretty much. It's horny right when the end of that house. Yeah. Um... (laughs) But the whole thing, I think, is an exploration of sexuality. Uh, I'm not in love. I'm now in love with Susan Sarandon. Also, oh, interesting that this is
1: the movie that did it for you.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I hadn't really seen her. I hadn't really seen her like in her twenties before. I didn't realize, but her daughter is like. Anyway, um...
1: all right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Sorry. We just spent two hours talking about how important this movie is for the queer community, and you're over there drooling about (laughs) Susan Sarandon. Okay, pervert.
0: Um, I give this movie. Put him in jail. Put me in jail for you know, sex crimes. Nope. Don't. Okay. Don't do that, please.
1: Oh man, (laughs) I I think I hear another siren.
0: The sirens are coming. It's coming
1: from your mic this time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I give this movie a three point seven out of five. Um, I think I would agree more with like, I, I think I wanted to give it a four, but I wanted to seem like, oh, i got to give it a little bit of a critique because of those, uh, bad parts, but there are no real bad parts in this movie, except for the things we, we talked about that are like everything else fires on all cylinders. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: The movie is meant to be shocking Yeah, and it's meant to make you uncomfortable and to disturb you. And like for, a. a mainstream minded person this movie is is meant to be shocking so i give the fact that you're anyway sorry go ahead
0: the fact that you're um i give fact that you're you're so stupid about it you're going to be a life lesson and a talking to i give this movie a sexual romp through a spooky castle where a trans woman sings and dances and everybody has a great time until they don't Uh um what went well the music is all excellent the music is just fucking literal classics and even better a modern retelling of this uh like now like think of the movie the it movies like a modern we should
1: maybe watch the new one just to see i want to see i'm
0: curious about it now yeah um the uh lose the scenes with uh what did i mean by this a modern retelling of this could lose the weird scenes with frank in a wig oh where he puts on the wigs of brad and janet yeah um i also want the bad part the bad part i also (laughs) want the bad touch i also wanted to explore the sci-fi elements a little bit more like imagine a modern retelling of this where since we know the twist just at the beginning we get like alien ships and stuff you know what i mean like Kind of it would be it
1: interesting would... if they if they played around with it a little bit more and made their the implications more subtle but more of them rather than them just straight up being like, you know this earthling? <laughs> being
2: like, you oh, you I, hard. Hard. I love that random twist at the end. It's kind of like a weird maybe It is fun, yeah.
0: Maybe make the horror stuff, like put some actual scares in it, like in some actual gross stuff too, like not just like... Yeah,
1: I mean the cannibalism scene could have been a lot grosser. Yeah, yeah. Could have been yeah. like that. What's that movie we watched, Brian? The one with all the pus and the ooze and
0: with Bad taste? Cam and Ryan? Yeah,
1: Dead Alive. I think it's Dead part. Alive. Yeah, yeah.
0: Peter Jackson could have been like to, that. Peter Jackson used to make some real fucking weird shit in the eighties. Yep,
1: I mean, his special effects are the reason he got to do the Lord of the Rings. True,
2: it's true,
0: true. Uh, So, I think with that, I'd like to say thank you, Brian. Thank you for coming on our podcast uh, where we talk about various movies. We talk about different things. I'm definitely not just trying to find the soundboard with the applause or anything. Brian, thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah, Thanks for coming by. Um, Brian, do you have anything that you want to plug?
2: Um... No, uh, what I want to plug is hey, did you see this one? Hey, oh, podcast plugging us on our show,
0: <laughs> is that's uh, a very meta of you. Awesome, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, I want to, as a kind of a system note, um, we have some cool things coming. We got some new artwork, we got some new uh ideas. Next week is going to be. Kind of a milestone in a in a in a few ways and it's a great movie come on by for uh, uh the pick of destiny tenacious scene the pick of destiny and um, another serving of meatloaf and another serving of meatloaf and um i don't want to say who's going to be on the show here in, in case something happens yeah but uh it's going to be a it's going to be a it's going to be a big one episode this is episode 101 we made it over the hump we're now in in the triple digits folks we're now in our uh second season (laughs) yeah
1: we did a 99 episode season
0: yeah well 100 episodes because it was our season premiere and our season finale last week episode 100 so you're right we're both right everybody's right um and with that for steve no i'm kidding i'm fully i'm fully joking uh (laughs) i just have to ask a question i ask each and every week and that's hey did
1: you see this one? I don't say it anymore. <laughs> we the yeah, But I appreciate the uh, but jumping Bra- on it so Brian, quickly. We didn't even have to prompt you.
0: Yeah, usually our guests are like, "I'm not doing that." But yep. Brian, do you want to hit us with with one more uh hey did you see this one to, to end out the show? Another one? I thought we just finished. No, we're it's on the thanks for watching screen now.
1: This is where we all try and say the funniest thing anyone ever said. Well, I
2: don't I haven't prepared for this.
0: Well just say hey did you see this one?
2: <laughs> we're saying all saying hey did you see this no, one? No, you now? just you say it. Just me, I Listen guys, I'd hate to be hey, the one to say this. Did but... you see this one? <laughs>
1: Time is (laughs) fleeting.